This is the MLW Radio Network. to another Tuesday night. This is Front Row Material. This is your place to be on Tuesday nights for all wrestling interviews. It is the main podcast. My name is Mike Freeland, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful, beautiful, bald... I almost botched that. Bald man. His name is... The Red. And I can see four minutes later... Yeah. You're still trying to butter me up. Is there something you want? I'm not trying to butter you up. I just felt like we were having a moment. You told me before we started, you said, hey, I'm glad you're here tonight. Just to kind of catch everybody up. You said, I'm glad you're here tonight. And you looked at me with a look in your eye. Might I go as far as saying there was a glint in your eye? And you were happy. It was kind of like the look Tiny Tim has in A Christmas Carol when he realizes he's not going to die and his legs are going to be okay. You had that look. Wow. Just saying. That was between us and, and our guest who was listening, laughing at us. Yes. And now you just told every, every listener. Every listener. Yes, all, all of them. I like to be transparent as possible, even though physically I'm nowhere near being transparent. No, you're uh, obtuse. Wow. Wow. Obtuse. Good vocab word. So let's go ahead and let's um, let's kind of get right into it here. This week we have a huge guest. She has been an international wrestling superstar for many, many years. She's competed on so many different platforms and been successful in all of them. She is an individual who is not only recognized and respected in the industry, but she's somebody who is gracious enough to spend some of her evening with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, international wrestling star, Eva Lise. Hello. Oh, how, how are you? Hey, I'm all right. How are you? We hey, are great. Kind of scoot. No, first, thing, the wrong way. <laughs> first thing we want to do is just thank you for taking some time to obviously carve out of your evening to go ahead and speak with us uh, and, and obviously share some stories about your wrestling career that, you know, so many people are going to be fascinated to hear about and, uh, and find out what's happening with you now and what's the next steps for you. So, Let's just kind of go into this right here. Um, started training at 15. Yeah. Wow. Like so person. Like a crazy person, but yeah. <laughs> so, so you start training at 15. I mean, most 15-year-olds, uh, middle school is, is basically where they're at. Um, but you right now at this point in time, you're at a whole different level. You're training for wrestling. So maybe I should take a step backwards even prior to 15. What started your your love, your 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 fascination with wrestling, and and what led you up to at the age of fifteen deciding, you know what, it's it's time to start training. <clears throat> it's because uh, I've I've always been an athlete, um, literally like uh, in Puerto Rico, back in Puerto Rico, uh, I would get myself into any sport I possibly could. Um, I ran track and field, I did basketball, volleyball, even mixed like male and female basketball, just pretty much almost any and every uh 
sport that I could get into. I was I was an athlete. Um, so like that was kind of natural to me. But in terms of pro wrestling per se, uh, my my family was always like massive fans of pro wrestling. So they would always be watching wrestling um, and my brother as well, um, which we were really close. And it like after like a long time of, you know, doing different sports, et cetera. And I've, and I've always been uh, attracted to the entertainment business as well, whether it be singing, acting, any, anything that has to do with performance as well. So anyway, uh, as an athlete um, at a certain age, I just started watching wrestling differently than from a fan perspective i just started watching well i could do that and i could do that and i could do that maybe even better and then i just it just kind of like started motivating me and just kind of pushing me into a different perspective of it and then once it got to the point that i saw uh like for the first time me as a as a as a young female i saw uh trish and lita actually like breaking barriers for gender like being you know main event you know, that totally, that was like the, the flip for me, like the switch for me. And I'm like, I want to do this. I want to be able to be in that position and break those barriers and contribute in that way for us women in a male dominated business. And, you know, I've always loved mixed martial arts too, mixed martial arts too. So it's just like a whole hearing of it all, at least in my, my perspective. And that was the beginning of it all. <laughs> So in Puerto Rico, obviously, you know, wrestling is, like you said before, very well respected. It's something that is very popular to a large contingent of families. Um, here in the United States, it is, it's a fan favorite, but obviously it's very more niche. So when it comes to that, obviously the colognes are, are huge in Puerto Rico. Um, when it comes to wrestling, you are almost kind of like a celebrity when you wrestle in Puerto Rico because you're so recognized. So talk a little bit about like the lineage when it comes to that of people who have wrestled in Puerto Rico and, and how that's carried over just as far as name recognition and, and how powerful that is. Yeah. Um, like, uh, thankfully, um, when I started diet, like when I first dove into pro wrestling per se, it was in the Indies at first, obviously I didn't know anything. I just had to start from scratch, but thank God, uh, I was able to get on to the TV version of wrestling, which is Cologne and, and all that rather quickly from beginning my training or, or whatnot. Um, and like, I've always been very like business minded and just like politics has always been the last thing in my mind, always since the very beginning of wrestling. I've always been very like cerebral about everything, wanting to learn everything, every single detail about how everything works, about psychology, about techniques, about moves, everything, like for it to be done at perfection, just everything and everything that has to do but politics has always been like my, uh, my obsession. So I'm able to kind of uh, progress pretty quickly. Um, and I was able to while I was there. Um, and then from that time frame, like I was one of the first that like kind of went on on that journey to leave Puerto Rico into the United States and kind of start from scratch all over. Um, and again, thankfully, uh, I was able to quickly uh, get <clears throat> onto that uh, chance uh, with Tough Enough, the show of Tough Enough. Um, and uh, just kind of like, trying to getting out of a getting out of a focus here um 
yes so yes tough enough and just kind of keep building myself from there literally like being one of those first stars to go from ground zero from the island all the way to whatever i could possibly become in the u.s um and i think that a massive uh contributed to that is like i said always having the mindset that i had that had nothing to do with politics and just had to do with uh trying to be as wise as possible with everything i did or didn't do and and to develop myself as a product and as a talent in every way shape or form helped me be able to to achieve that so when you look at puerto rico others because i've been told from them like for an example uh black uh black rose or la rosa negra um mm -hmm. she's also she also has told me that and like stuff like that others there's been others after that they were kind of inspired by that bold move <laughs> well i mean you know it takes a lot of people it well it takes one person obviously to, to set the trail or set the pace for everybody else to start to follow that and you find that a lot of successful people are the ones who take the initiative and say you know what i'm going to do this and i'm going to be successful at it and they don't take no for an answer and i find that most people who do that end up achieving a lot of their goals so just to kind of pick up the story so obviously you leave puerto rico you come to the united states and you stop off in Chicago, um, and obviously you spend some time in the Chicagoland area. Talk a little bit about Steve Boz uh, and, and what role that he played in as far as, you know, kind of help developing and in that kind of thing. Yeah, well, like I said, I had to start from complete and utter scratch. So uh, luckily he was there um, in that area that I uh, landed in Chicago to kind of start all over, my life all over. Um gracious enough to kind of, you know, uh, point us into the right direction, given his, uh, you know, uh, knowledge or whatever of the area or, or of whatever. And it was a, uh, an important um, propeller for me to begin and kind of explode uh, anywhere in the U.S. <laughs> um, and uh Shortly after is, again, when I had the chance with Tough Enough. And from there, it just kind of branched off and exploded to, to everywhere in, in the U.S. And, well, you know, WWE, I, I was able to move to away from Chicago. I hate the cold. I uh, was able to, <laughs> to be something a lot more like Puerto Rico, <laughs> Tampa. And, uh, yeah, and everything's just been a crazy journey from there. Uh, I'm kind of curious, out of all the places in the United States, you know, you have, you have California, Texas is another big wrestling, New York, uh, as you mentioned, down in Florida. Why did you choose Chicago? Well, it's the, it's the only place that I had anyone that I could like, that could help me start my life over. I had family in, in Chicago from my father's side. Um, and I, and technically, I, I technically didn't really have much. Uh, I just, like, my, my grandmother... Uh, told me that I could stay with her, even though technically I wasn't fully allowed, but she kind of, like, she stretched as much as she could, like, my visit that I could stay with her, and I was like, all right, I'll take any chance, anything, trust me, I'll I'll, I'll do whatever I humanly possibly can to, to like, as quick as possible uh, move up and just, like, do my own thing or find a way. I'll find a way. So it was, like, two weeks. I had a two-week... Uh, limit <laughs> so wow. i went 
yeah, I went with nothing and I said, all right, two weeks it is. So I went and as soon as I went, uh, I literally walked around trying to find places to work at. And thankfully I found two, they were right next to each other. Um, and just walking and working, just that was the beginning of it all, walking, working, and just doing it all from scratch. Um, although Chicago winter, that doesn't, it's kind of a, quite a big, yeah. <laughs> doing all of that in Chicago winter, I will never forget that. That really preps you for, for survival of the fittest. <laughs> Especially somebody from the Caribbean. <laughs> and female walking around at night, taking buses and stuff. Well, yep. let me gotta do, gotta do. <laughs> this, this is absolutely true. So while you're in Chicago, obviously, um, not so fond of the weather. Uh, a lot of people aren't. I mean, <laughs> I grew I grew up in the Midwest, so it's it's winter about nine months out of the year. Uh, then we have a day of spring, and then it's ninety plus degrees the rest of the year. So it's really ridiculous. But were there any people yeah. or relationships that you actually started to? forge with people early on in your wrestling career that you were really like, wow, you know what? I'm really glad I came across these people or these people really helped me a lot. Like beginning from Puerto Rico or, or, or well, still in when you came to the United States, when you came to the United States and you're in Chicago, anybody like when you're training or was there any camaraderie that you made with some people that you really felt like was really instrumental when you first came over? Um, well, honestly, like I said, uh, it was a very short time before I, I got the, the opportunity to be part of Tough Enough. Um, so technically it would be like, you know, Steve Boz, anybody like within that, uh, like, uh, you know, like Dreamwave Wrestling, like those, everyone that was there at that time, like had a, a good, um, chunk of that propelling um, stage for me before I, I quickly was able to have that that chance with uh, uh, the show of Tough Enough, and pretty shortly after the show of Tough Enough, I had the the contract offer, um, and couldn't wait to come to Tampa. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I would say though those um, from there like Steve Boz. From from Dreamwave, uh, Jay Repel or Respel, uh, and because um, Mustafa Ali was part of that, mm -hmm. uh, that group at that time, also. Um, and then my brain is pretty scrambled from this crazy weekend, so I I, I, I I'm struggling a little bit with my memory. <laughs> no, you're um, you are but, fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Obviously, you get the opportunity to go and do Tough Enough um, down in NXT, which would become that. So how did that actually all come about? Was it a situation where, you know, Steve saw something or somebody spoke to somebody and then they said, you know what, we got a girl who would be great for this. How did that all, how did that process actually happen? And then, boom, you're down to Florida. But, like, how did the process for Tough Enough or for, and you said FCW? Well, first of all, for Tough Enough, how did that actually end okay. up happening? No, for Tough Enough, it was just like answering some casting ad that they had, honestly. Um, I forget what it was. It was some casting ad from something, and I responded to it, and I was one of like their favorites from like the get-go, thankfully. <laughs> and it just kind of helped me like solidify my my position from 
from the get-go, according to the producer. He was the one who told me that. Uh, um, he was at, He's actually the same producer that was part of Lucha Underground as well, uh, Eric Van Wagen, or however you pronounce it. <laughs> uh, but uh, that was for Tough Enough. And then, uh, well, you know, Tough Enough, they uh, saw me in Tough Enough, and I actually, after the, like, last... Uh, like promoting thing that they did for Tough Enough. And once it was all over, I was just constantly um, calling every every few weeks or so, kind of like calling, just calling to check. Oh, no, not yet. Nothing yet. Oh, calling to check. Blah, blah, blah. Until finally they're like, all right, we got this for you, blah, blah, blah. And that was it. And, uh, I run up and down the stairs of happiness and <laughs> new chapter in my life. <laughs> wow. Uh, that was for FCW because it was FCW at that time still. Right. So for everybody who may or may not be familiar, obviously NXT, the precursor to NXT was FCW, which was Florida Championship Wrestling. So you obviously get an opportunity to go to FCW. What was FCW like when you originally got there? Who were who was running? Who did you, you know, who did you initially meet when you went down there and and how would you describe your experience and your opportunities down there? It was a really small facility um and it was a it was a little hard because i didn't really have a lot of help at least at that time like to like uh settle it was just like hey this is here's this money and settle and let us know when you're ready and start so me not really knowing anything at all no family no nothing no nothing from tampa i just kind of like i did my best and uh, but I still hadn't, I didn't even have, I still hadn't even managed to secure a, a driver's license at that time. Um, so I just kind of just, all right, I'm ready. Like as soon as I was able to get a place to, to live, I was like, all right, I'm ready. Let's just go. You know, I'm ready. Uh, I didn't want to waste any time. And I didn't know if that would be considered like a bad thing or whatever. And I was already kind of aware of how politics were very ridiculously like, walking on eggshells, any little thing, any little thing. So I was like, all right, I'm ready. Let's go, you know. Uh, and um, so I kind of had to carpool a lot, at least at first. Um, and and then uh, it was a, a small facility. Um, the uh, pro, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard, he was the one at that mm -hmm. time that was uh, running it, uh, which he was awesome. He was always awesome to me. I, I don't know. Uh, um and short actually shortly after that was uh when Paige arrived mm -hmm. um and we kind of clicked very uh quickly because she had an independent scene background as I did one of the few that had um when we when we were there first got there um so we kind of clicked on that um and then uh it was a really eye-opening experience for me in a lot of different ways. Um, I tried to uh, learn as much as I could, but obviously politics is, is, has always been my Achilles heel uh, in terms of, of me as a whole in, in my whole career. Uh, so that one, the one, that's the one that I was learning the most <laughs> and as quickest uh, and the quickest. Um, but when it really took a, a big hit for me um, was when Bill DeMott, was placed when there was that switch from Doc, Doc uh, Tom Pritchard. That switch happened that um, Bill DeMott was put as head of 
of the facility, that's when I knew my days were <laughs> were uh, counted. So I was doing everything possible to, to try to stay afloat any way I could possibly humanly figure out. But uh, yeah, it, my days were counted and it was very evident to everybody. <laughs> the, the, the less we say about Bill DeMott, obviously the better, um, because when it comes to the two people between he and Dr. Tom, um, there's so much respect and love and admiration for Dr. Tom for not only what he yes. brings to training, but just the person he is. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what's it like, you know, when you were with uh, Dr. Tom and just kind of give us any examples? Was there any advice or any conversations you had or? I don't know. I just like the thing that sticks out to me the most is just how different he was from, first of all, Bill DeMar. I mean, it, that's a whole nother level of, of I don't even know what the what the word would quite describe it. I don't think but, many um, of us know what the word is, to be honest. Yes, yes. Um, but just I I felt so comfortable always with him. I, and I'm just genuinely very, very grateful for that time frame. No matter how short it was, like I'm thankful more importantly on how well he treated me, like as a person, regardless. You know, like, because I was a female at that time, still females weren't really, you know, or at least viewed or respected. There was still, it was still in that transition, very, very, very far behind on that transition. And still, regardless, I still was always treated very well by him. So that to me means more than anything else. Um, that's the biggest thing that I take away from my experience with him. Uh, Lee, were you there when, uh, when Sarah Amato was there and, and came in? Uh, Sarah Del Rey. Sarah Del Rey. Actually, she actually got hired right after I was uh, let go. Oh, so I was just say because because it seemed to me like the the women, like I I don't know what the training was down there, but it seemed to me like like the 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 women product became a lot better once she came in <clears throat> and worked hands on with the women more. I, I just yeah. didn't know if, you, uh, yeah, she, if, she, if your past uh, had crossed at all. No, it was uh, I was let go right before she got hired. Right, she came right before she came in. So, Florida Championship Wrestling, you have your your run there, and then obviously that kind of turns into obviously WWE rebrands it, and here we have NXT. Yeah. So NXT, the big yeah. next big thing, NXT. You know, a lot of people say it was an abbreviation for next, meaning the next generation of superstars that are going to be coming up. It was in the beginning, you had, you know, Nexus and you had all of these things. You had Wade Barrett and there's so many different people that had come through there on the male side. What was it like when you obviously started in NXT, when NXT actually started? Because it, I feel like there was a really good transition for you into that. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit more about that? I, I was actually excited because, again, it was like a big upgrade from where <laughs> where we were at in Tampa uh, in many different like ways. Uh, and I was excited, and and it felt like they they it felt like they may had a good may have had a good direction for me uh, at that time. Uh, I mean, they had me and Paige start off the kickoff 
of NXT, like that rebrand. So I was like, I was excited. I was happy. Like, I was like, please, you know, yes, let's go. Like, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. Um, and they even had me go over, which I was like, this can't be real. This is completely <laughs> and utterly surreal. Especially because, again, like, I don't do politics. So I must have earned this, like, you know, through whatever I've done because I don't do politics. So I was very and, and excited and, you know, and proud at that moment. But the thing is, uh, DeMont already had a lot of things uh you know, secretly stacking up against me uh, in a negative way. And literally, uh, I only had two other matches after that one with Paige, which was with Tamina and uh, and uh, Natalia. And uh, they were also, we were also working on a, a repackaging because they were also, like for that entire transition, they were trying to repackage as many people as they could. Uh, they had repackaged Shaw like with the ultra diva thing like they were trying like when it was going to transition to nxt they were already planning to repackage almost everybody um so with me my repackaging was going to be like to be the first female with like an mma background and like introducing mma into the character um uh, as part of the anti-divas but that was like my way of being an anti-diva introducing the mma aspect uh, of my background um and uh, through through all of that, that short time, it went it fails. It, it starts off really great and real quickly it just disappears. And you're just like, what just happened? And it's all it's always politics. And I'm always just left like, what did I do? What did I? I breathed wrong. I breathed on the wrong spot at the wrong time. And like, or you know, just the craziest things that I like. Uh, I swear, because look, if you think about it, how does how does uh, Ivelisse, you know, kick off NXT, you know, with Paige and, and going over and clean and this and that? And honestly, also, too, that match was supposed to be a squash. They wanted me to squash Paige the entire time. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I don't want that. Wow. And, I, even, and I, just, I didn't. I purposely didn't do it because I didn't feel right doing that to her. First of all, we were close and type of thing. And, and I don't even like squashes. Always when they ask me to squash talent or even like even in AEW, like, okay, you got you got five minutes. I'm like, five minutes, okay, I, I'm gonna find a way to make this as most the most competitive five minutes, like regardless. Like I don't care about like being a name. Like I just wanted to feel like this crazy fight always, you know. Um and like uh so anyway, let me not get too too bad off track. Uh like yeah, like how does it go from that, right? And then even going against Natalia, Natalia and beating Natalia as well, right? So I was like, I was so excited. Like from those two first like beginnings, I like, yes, thank you, Jesus. But then, but then there's, you know, negative stuff that I don't even know that's going on, you know, polit in a politics sense. So then by the time it all catches up to me and, and by, by the time that the Natalia thing happened uh, and we worked great, we had great chemistry, they put me over, I was like ecstatic. I was just like on cloud nine. And then, uh, and also was set to uh, film this package, this repackaging thing for the MMA thing, to add the MMA thing to my career. All of these good things, and then out of nowhere, boom! All these, this, uh, uh, he calls me in for the, like the absolute dumbest thing about like some hair clips or whatever, um, and like saying how that's like so bad. It shows I don't follow direction or whatever. A clip that I could put on and take off any second. Um, and, and then 
they uh and then like with Tamina they put me to lose and then it was it all happened so quick it was all like a quick thing and then uh and then it, there were so many things that happened throughout a short period of time that were all negative not had not like not necessarily with the Tamina losing thing but all coincidentally the the stopping of the repackaging the 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 ridiculous that didn't make any sense like reprimanding of a hair clip uh and just all a bunch of other things um that were just kind of like all stacked up and then i i had called hr because i was just like exhausted dealing with the whole thing with, with demont um even other things that i had that i never mentioned that were uh not very like along the lines of all the things that came out along the sure. lines um that i had that i hadn't mentioned to hr i was just living through it and trying to like push through it or whatever and uh so i just i i just caved and i taught i called hr and i came i didn't know what to do uh, i didn't know what to do so i called hr and i was just kind of letting them know how i felt and i was literally like crying for like 30 minutes straight trying to figure out trying to like make sense of it um and shortly after that is when i received the call uh, to like let me go telling me i'm not what they want in a diva <laughs> so let, let me ask you this question so it, it kind of a twofold thing but you had mentioned repackaging and it seems like the, you mentioned at the time they were going through a lot of different repackaging of different yeah. stars obviously giving them a, a different direction they were going in and they were going to repackage you did you feel like yeah. that they were very I don't know, more television based than wrestling focused, or would you say it was just as much wrestling as it was the productional side of it? Or did you feel it was a little one way or the other? Are you talking about NXT? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, it was such a massive transition that it's really hard to say and I was just going through so much, like, personally at that time that I can't really, like, uh, really, like, kind of, like, put, into, put two and two together in that sense, like, as a whole. But, like, from the women's perspective, from what I saw from the women's perspective, it was kind of a, a combo of both. Um, it was kind of a combo of both. Uh, I guess I didn't – I had no idea that they were going to hire uh, – Sarah Del Rey at that time yet. Uh, I, I I was actually one of the ones that was helping a lot with uh, with the training of the girls. Like even there were a couple of times like before, of course, leading up to me being letting go, which made it even more confusing for me. <laughs> well, I was even helping them and taking over the class uh, to help uh, Norman Smiley and everything like that. Um, and also too, they, they told me that even though all that, I was the lowest paid of all of them. And and that was a whole nother conversation thing too. Regardless, but anyway, uh, this are all these are all things that I've never even talked about. I I there's I I uh, avoid interviews because I have so many things like traumatic things that I've gone through just to like not let it come out. I literally kind of just avoid interviews just because like it's so much trauma. If I open a little window or a little gate, it just keeps they all just keep coming out. Um, but before I like get off track, we were talking about just as if they were more focused on more production and more 
uh, theatrics as, as opposed to the, the wrestling side of it? Or do you feel like they were giving the women just as much direction with actually in-ring and giving them feedback? There was, and- there was yeah, there was, there was at least for the women, because again, I can't really think back to like think of it as a whole, but at least from the women's perspective or the women's side, they did have that intent to uh to give uh, more focus on that wrestling aspect they i did feel that uh at that time more intent on the wrestling aspect um because they always they always were focused on the theatrics of of it all and everything but clearly um they had that intent to uh improve the the wrestling side of the females because when i left they 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 had they went you know they were going in that direction of getting sarah del rey and all these other things that you know that uh progressed in nxt with especially with the women and stuff like that so clearly they did have intent um to progress i i I really had hoped that i was gonna be part of it but i didn't so i just took that elsewhere and it was in the indies you had mentioned obviously getting to know Paige and obviously getting to know Natalia. Um, any any interactions with them that were outside of wrestling that were kind of fun, getting to know them as individuals, um, you know, maybe them talking to you or anything like that? Uh, I didn't I didn't get to uh, interact a whole lot with Natalia because she was in the main roster at that time. But, yeah, me and Paige got uh, pretty close. She's really funny. We actually had a lot of uh, funny stuff that we called shenanigans. We were trying to pitch that for a TV show, which was a bunch of prank stuff <laughs> that we were prank wars that we were doing on each other and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, we we really bonded on the the humor that nobody knows I have. <laughs> Everyone always sees me as very serious, which is I really am, but like. That's when I'm at work. If I'm not at work, I'm actually a big dog. Uh, I'm curious. What is the most shocking prank that you pulled on Paige? (laughs) Oh, man. I don't remember. Okay. Nah. Uh, When everyone says they don't remember, they really do. Maybe ask her. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. I don't remember if it was me that hit her with a... a bread like a loaf of bread thing or if it was that she hit me i don't remember we did a bunch that it was like hitting a loaf of bread there was one that we were using the shaving cream crap uh there was the one where you jump on the like inflatable bed thing and the other one fly (laughs) uh there was one time we like stuffed ourselves into like these massive pants and we were acting like we were one person I don't know. There, there's, <laughs> it, yeah. How did it, they I they buy that? Where those videos ended up? <laughs> this so long ago. It's almost like a decade ago. Man, I, I, why didn't WWE pick that up? <laughs> that that would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, I would have hoped. I would, that was like, yeah, my dreams it, were crushed. <laughs> It's interesting how, you know, in most cases in wrestling, they want you to be a larger version of yourself, right? They want you to be, you know, we we often hear the phrase yourself on the volume 10, right? So you mentioned, obviously, you're not this brooding, serious, you know, 
tough girl like we always see right it's like even guys when i watch i'm well, like i'm not going near but, her well i am but when i'm like i am when i'm working but when i'm not when like it i don't know it's like i, I switch it if, if we're at work then i'm like military style like nice. that's me but if once work is done then okay then here's the you know funny like wild like side of me that very very few people get to see because all I do hey, is work. <laughs> hey, if you want to hit Freeland with a loaf of bread, I'll let you hit. I, <laughs> I love bread. I mean, I love all pastries. I love all type of uh, yeast-based products. Um, but, uh, but, I, but you mentioned that, like, out of all, like, because at that time, I was always pitching, like, any non-diva type of scenario that I could present. I, I pitched all of them. And the one that, the only one that they accepted was the MMA one because I was always pitching the one that I've done for years like in the indies the one that's me like who I really am and they hated it they're like you're too much like a boy like that's, wow yeah you're too much like but a boy fast forward years, years later Mia could do it I can't <laughs> oh my god you I know was, it, I was too ahead of the curve I was too ahead of the curve you were ahead of your time you were too early yeah Heck, they, so they went and brought in. Said, okay, I can't do it here. I'll do it elsewhere. And I did it in the end. <laughs> I was going to say that they brought in Ronda Rousey, but but you couldn't do it, you know, 10 years prior. Let me let me ask you this question. Um, obviously, we, we always hear, and you kind of alluded to it just a moment ago, about pranks and whatnot. Do the girls rib just as much as the guys rib each other? You know, are there pranks? You had mentioned shaving cream and some other kind of stuff. Do you guys go at each other as much as the dudes do? Or do you think, no, we do it subtly and few and far between? I, like what you just last said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel well, like. At least I, not, that, not, not that I know of, at least. <laughs> not to me. I only uh, like, I only, I would only do that like if I. If I am able to get to that level of trust with that person, yes. definitely not at work. Like I agree. we did this outside of work. Right. Know? Like yeah. um, something our listeners are always interested in. Any good road stories? Anybody that you traveled with that was just like, uh, if I'm traveling, this person's in the car, we're going to these restaurants, these are our stopping spots. Anything like that? Any fun people that you would travel with that I was like absolutely your buddy? I always feel bad when I get that question because I don't really, really have uh, many road. Because, uh, like, throughout my career, the only times that I did, like, road trips, like, you know, how is, like, the norm in, in the independent scene, the only times I did road trips like that, like, traveling with other wrestlers and stuff like that was, uh, like, in, in, in Chicago. I would say, well, like, yeah, when I started off in Puerto Rico. Um, but, like, I don't know. I don't really, like, remember any, any like, crazy uh, anything, like, super wild. I mean, one time that I got stopped, I stopped cops, and they were, like, you know, really, like, jerks or whatever. But I don't know. I'm, I, I feel really bad because I, I don't really have any, like, stories that like stick out to me like that bad like to like be like oh and tell a story 
Any <laughs> any moments where people have recognized you out in public and you've either said, "Yes, that is me," or depending on the situation, "Oh, I get that a lot, <laughs> but I'm not her." <laughs> uh yeah, but I just like because like I've always had like shoot jobs on the side. That's the only times where I'm just like, uh, yeah, that's me, but I don't really want to like, let's just kind of, can I just cash you out right here? Like, <laughs> can I get, can, can I take a picture with it? And like, no, I can't. I'm, I'm, at, I'm working right now. Like, what's doing there? <laughs> like, don't, don't draw any more attention. And then the boss is over there looking. I'm like, uh. <laughs> those are the now, only times that are like kind of negative. Outside of that, I'm like, hey, you know. Yes, that's me. What's up? The shoot <laughs> job. The shoot job. Does the, the bosses are they tipped off on? On what is what is your other gig that people may come in and recognize you? You kind of okay. Yeah, all, all the jobs that I've ever had I always know like my pro wrestling thing because they have to know because I've never really had like a full time job. They're always just like extra, like just part time jobs. Like throughout my career, I've always just had part times. Um, so they have to know so they can understand why I'm not available at their beck and call all the time or can cover anytime someone uh, like that. These these specifically have to be off and like just it's very set and and ahead of time as well. At least I was always very good with that. Like, oh, Don't worry, I'll let you know with at least the very least a month. <laughs> um, or, or somehow <laughs> you got the flu or. Oh, I got, I got a, I got a sinus infection. You got to really time that stuff out too. If they, uh, you want to keep them in the dark. <laughs> yeah, but I never did it though. <laughs> I would so, go, I would go to work like with like my nose. Like I could barely talk or anything. It's, it takes like, I have to be literally dying for me to miss work. <laughs> so another stop off in your career obviously was, was Lucha Underground. And I actually was a big fan. I thought, it had a great look to it. I thought the talent was really good on it. I really enjoyed the product. Um, were you surprised, obviously, that when things kind of ended? Because it seemed like there was a lot of support as far as the fans were concerned. However, obviously, um, there's always two sides to every story as far as, hey, it wasn't working out. But I thought the stars were amazing in that company, and they performed amazingly. So my hat's off to you as well because that was probably – one of the most enjoyable wrestling shows I could ever remember watching. Uh, was I surprised? No, I wasn't surprised that of what happened towards the end and how it disintegrated. Um, throughout my entire career, I've seen it so many times. This is why I absolutely and utterly hate with every single fiber of my soul politics, because the way I see it unfold from the very beginning all the way, every single time, no matter how small the company, no matter how big, it just, it never ends. It always happens. Um, I was incredibly hopeful uh, in the beginning. Um, I, I had came out of that traumatic experience with WWE, Bill DeMont, blah, 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 but I, I uh, recovered and was look, you know, and, and did everything to kind of try to uh, take that experience and make the best out of it. And I solidified myself within the top of women's wrestling that, that Nick, that following year, whatever, given whatever cards I had dealt, um, I, I worked really hard for that. And after I had done that and solidified myself, 
um, you know, amongst the top female wrestlers at that time um, in, in the U.S., here comes this chance with Lucha Underground. And I was very, very skeptical, very like, I don't know, I don't know. And then I, I like, I, I finally said, okay, fine, you know, and, and gave it a shot. And at first, it felt incredibly promising. It felt so good. They treated us very well. I, I'm very glad about that experience. Um, they treated us very well. And but re remember, it started off very mostly Hollywood production people. That's how it started off. And I feel like that's a major reason why it started off so well. <laughs> um, and uh, as it all started growing and more and more wrestling, pro wrestling personalities came in and the, the, the usual pro wrestling pulling in every direction of politicking, et cetera, and the, just the snaking of it all and just everything i feel like slowly it overtook it and it just like all completely and utterly disintegrated um and to watch to watch that unfold was really uh frustrating mm -hmm. even more so when i was injured as it was happening um so when i came back from the injury uh, for season three or so, I was praying to God that not too much had changed, not too much of crap politics had painted it. Um, but I had already kind of seen some stuff. And then here comes, uh, and then it just kind of went on a little question mark hiatus. And then I'm just like, oh, please, God, please, let's, let's hope that it just like keeps, you know, exploding. And like, and then it's like, okay, season four. And it was just like another like, <clears throat> burst of hope like came up but then it just that's when it after it all uh finished um there was no more that was it um and there was no plans nothing was being said nothing anything and then they didn't want to let us go of our contracts <laughs> either so it was like a big frustrating uh thing and i didn't know what what to do uh and thankfully me actually saying something online, which people love to make whatever they want to make out of it, um, was what got us in touch with um, the people, the person who got us out, me. It was uh, me and other, it was a group. It was me, uh, uh, it was me, <laughs> Ana Rosa, was part of that group. Uh, I helped. Uh, hi. <laughs> She was part of it. Uh, I think it was Aerostar, the one now Escobar in NXT, and a few other ones that were part of it. And at least, thankfully, we were able to get uh, released from it. You had you had mentioned this before, and it seems like in wrestling, it's it's kind of a common thing where something goes really really well, or a company is doing really really well, and things are rolling, and then all of a sudden, it's like the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. Yeah, I, yep, because just, that's when everyone wants a piece of the cake. That's kind of like how AEW, like what I see with AEW, starts good. You have like you see all this potential, and then everyone gets on board. Everyone wants a piece of the cake, and then you just see it get pulled in every all these different directions, and then it just yep. Is there any? I'm sure there's a contingent of people, and that you know as well, and and you don't have to say in them, but that are also kind of equally annoyed by that aspect. Here it is. It's pro wrestling. It's what I love. It's what I love to do. Yet on the flip side of it, it's, it's, it's the good side, bad side. You know, I want the good, 
but I have to manage or tolerate or swallow some of this bad stuff. Do you ever feel like it gets to a point where it's like the hell with it? Like, like why do I continue to put myself through it when this type of thing continuously comes up? Have you ever thought about, you know what? I'm out. Hmm, Funny that you say that. (laughs) Funny that you say that. That's actually something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Uh, In my mind, I actually like kind of never really saw myself wrestle past 40. Just me. Like everyone's different to each their own. But like to me, I never really saw myself like wrestling full scale, like active performer 40, past 40. That's it for me. That's uh, but given everything that's happened and just everything in general, I just kind of see that happening a little sooner than that. Um, Like. At this point, after everything that I've seen, everything that I've been through, everything that absolutely everything, like I feel like if I can, if I can manage, like nothing will take my passion away. Even if like the day that I decide that I just will not wrestle no more, like as a as an active performer, that passion's not gonna go away. So I feel like I will still want to contribute, even if it's my knowledge, like help you know whatever in any way, shape, or form. I still would want to contribute towards those goals that I had in uh in improving women's wrestling and everything. So however that may be after I'm not active no more, I will definitely want to push for. Um, but uh, if like at this point, I feel like, okay, my actual now, after everything that I've seen, everything, like me walking away with my mental sanity and my body, I feel like that will be the absolute biggest accomplishment for me, that I could be able to walk away from all that and have a normal life somehow like like to me that would be my biggest like thing that i would want to take away from it um like because i cannot even begin to explain because and i don't even i don't even try to either because i don't think anyone would ever really understand um so there's no point like you just said there's no point like and i tried i i try really hard i tried really hard in, in aew god knows i tried so hard with the politics and it never it never matters no matter how hard it never matters because at the end of the day i just don't i just refuse to do anything out of integrity to stay in the business like i i i no matter what i no matter where i'm at i'm gonna give the exact same amount of passion to what i do so it is what it is and it, the only difference is that in a in this world i make a hell of a lot more money and in this world i make a hell of a lot less money so whichever it is as long as i can get out of there with my with my uh sanity it well enough that i can lead a normal life after then i'm good to me, that that's more important than anything else. <laughs> you've you've probably come across people, and once again, not any names, but you probably come across people who you've talked to them or you've looked at them, and you can tell that the business side of it has completely destroyed them. Um, they go out, they wrestle, but unfortunately, from a mental and emotional standpoint, they've been in it so long that it's almost like they're so used to it. You know what I mean? Where it's like, this isn't healthy. But I think when you're able to look at it from with a different pair of eyes and you say, you know what? I'm in it for these reasons. I'm not in it for these reasons. And you're not going to change me for the way I feel about this. Have you ever tried to have conversations with anybody, you know, that you've said, hey, look, you know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this anymore. You might want to think about something different, or you may want to think about going somewhere else. Have you ever had any of those heart to hearts with any of the girls saying, 
you're getting you're getting beat up mentally here. I haven't gotten to that yet because it's almost like it's something I've been experiencing myself. Myself, uh, you know, it's kind of obvious this year has been <laughs> one of the craziest, most uh, spiritually, I would say, challenging years. I would say for everybody in general, but like at least for me personally, like you know, it all started, uh, you know, uh, with the fire. Fire, I lost everything that I have worked so utterly hard for. And then right after the fire, everything, all that crap that had to do a lot with on the Rose. I'm not going to sugarcoat that throughout in my AEW experience. Like all adding, 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 adding up, adding up, adding up, adding up. And work, 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 adding up. And then my my personal life was also like in complete hell. Like just everything. So many things that a lot of people don't know. Um, so... And then on top of that, when I was let go, everything that happened while everything like on the exit, just everything. And and also the online crap, that that was also a whole nother level of, of madness. Um, Just all of it, all of it, just all stacking, 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 stacking. And I, now is when, cause I'm a really strong person, but I had, I had recently gotten to the point where it just like, even with all the energy drinks that I had to take just to like keep going and keep pushing. And like, even that wasn't really like it, uh, no more motivation was coming in and whatever. And it's just like, okay, now I really feel exhausted. Like I know that before I would say I would feel exhausted and I just take an energy and just keep going. But now it's just like that mental and emotional. It's that mental and emotional exhaustion that you can't do anything about that is hitting you. So that's what, I've been going through recently that has led me to that, uh, like realization. And like, at this point, I feel like if I can walk away, however that may be, or whenever that may be with my mental sanity, then I feel like I won, you know, outside of like what I contributed to women's wrestling. You know what I mean? Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I interpret this, it almost seems like, with everything that you've experienced and everything you've gone through, you have in amidst of all this found peace. And I think you've also decided that, you know what, I'm going to. Well, at least start. trying to. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like you're getting there. I- I'm ready to turn the page. I'm ready to mm-hmm. start a new chapter. And I know what's important to me and I know what makes me happy and what's going to keep me happy long term, not short. And I'm okay with that. And I think that I is very admirable. To destroy me. So yeah. I give you I give you complete credit for that because that's a very difficult decision for people to come to. And if it's what mm-hmm. is the best for you, then you know what? No one can tell you it's right, wrong, or indifferent because what's best for you is best for you. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, we, we've got something we'll kind of. <laughs> And I have no doubt, whatever you decide to do, it, it's going to be great. And when you're ready to walk away, um, definitely would love to have you at least back again because I feel like there's so many interesting things about women's wrestling I would love to, to get a chance to, to go down and talk with you about as well. Yeah. All right. The Ritzers got got the question. It's uh, it, yes. it's the oh, pod- geez. it's the podcast greatest question it's ever. the greatest question ever okay okay here we go here's the big question hot tub time machine hot tub time machine here we you, go hot tub you can go back in the time to any match 
in wrestling history. History. You can take somebody out of a match and put you in the match. What match is it and why? So they're about to walk through the curtain. And you grab him by the shoulder and you Wait, say, this is wrestling. No, 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 no. Whatever like, you want it to be. This, Any is at just, all. this is just like Lucha Underground. We treat everybody equally. You oh, you want to wrestle a man? That's a lot of brain power right there. <laughs> That's a lot of brain power to think about. Oh, man. Uh Let me just, I uh, would we'll say. Eva Lee's going to tear the house down. Did you say Eddie? Eddie Guerrero. Oh, Eddie Guerrero. excellent answer. Yes. Excellent, excellent yes, answer. Yes. <laughs> uh, did, yes. I don't know if we ever asked you who was instrumental to you. Who was somebody that you really looked up to? Who, was there anybody in particular? Or was there a couple of people that you really were like, I really gravitate towards these people. I really want to emulate myself in some way. Yes. Um, at that time, while I was watching, you know, growing up watching wrestling, I would always kind of, but there, I would, like, I would take away something from somebody. Like, I don't know, maybe the way this person hit the ropes, or maybe the way this one punched, or this one, I'd be like, oh, I like how they do that. I like how they do that. I like, do that. But, like, uh, obviously, Eddie Guerrero was, was one of, one, a very influential one. Um, also, Austin, Steve Austin was very influential for me. Like, when I was growing up watching as a fan, that he was the one at, at that time that captivated me, like, as a fan, watching as a fan. Um, so, I would say, uh, like, at that time, definitely Eddie, definitely Austin. Um, at that time, Lita, for me, was a big influence again, growing up watching, she was a big influence, um, not only in like the way that she uh, would wrestle very differently from from the women, you know, with the high flying, etc. cetera, uh, but also like, cause she was a, a big tomboy. Um, and I've always been a tomboy, a big tomboy. And she wasn't afraid. She was not afraid to express her own self-identity, you know, whether, you know, it would look very differently from the other females um, or look kind of tomboyish or whatever the hell. That was another thing that I really liked from her. So like, as I said, I'll, there was always something in particular that like inspired me from different people and stuff like that. But when it came to like pure performance, it was Eddie, like in terms of performance, like wrestling, pure wrestling uh, in the ring, just, you know, everything like, uh, the entire package in terms of style of wrestling and just a presentation of wrestling, et cetera, was definitely Eddie. Um, and obviously the Latin aspect of it that touches me, uh, uh, obviously, cause I'm Latina, that massive part as well of him as a whole, also very influential. Um, but I would say those few would be the first ones that I would say. Um, if you really think about it, I really am kind of a mixture of all on this dimension. If you think about it. So. All right. Uh, wow. There's so many things. Like I said before earlier, I would love to get a chance to bring you back for a part two. Um, get your thoughts and your opinions yeah. on women's wrestling and the styles and different people yeah. that you would love to mix it up with still um, in different promotions and so many things. But let's do this. Where can people find you? Where can people locate you? 
what is your Twitter handle, your Instagram handle, your is is it Facebook or is it Meta? I keep hearing conflicting no, things. I don't what use Facebook very much. <laughs> Good. I'm not a Facebook, Facebook person Facebook. either. So tell everybody <laughs> but, all uh, your details, where they can find you, where they can buy your merchandise. Pitch it now. Yes, you can find uh, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at real Ivelisse. And that's I-V-E-L-I-S-S-E. I know my name is weird. <laughs> uh, and uh, on Twitter, that's first all of my uh, stuff, like for merch or whatnot, and like my Patreon page and stuff like that. And on Instagram, my handle is at Ivelisse Velez. And those are the two main uh, social media platforms that I am active on. <clears throat> Where are we going to be able to see you upcoming? What's uh, what's some of the upcoming oh, dates okay. in the areas where people can buy their tickets to That's come right. and see you? Yes. Uh, so, ladies' night out. Um, I'm actually. Uh, that's actually yes. That's actually the next one. Uh, where I will be next, and that's at Wrestlecade. Uh, me nice. and Chelsea Green. Yeah, me and Chelsea Green are gonna duke it out for the second round. Me and her have great chemistry, uh, and I really look forward to this. Um, we're going to wrestle for the Ladies' Night Out Championship. And um, I believe and hopeful that Ladies' Night Out will be up and running by next year, which is right around the corner. Um, and uh, Shine also is going to be, uh, well, has kind of started up uh, to be up and running, like consistently, I mean. Um, uh, and the next show is December 12th and it's going to be running consistently monthly in Clearwater, Florida, uh, the OCC Roadhouse Nation, but you can watch it on www.live.com. <clears throat> New York weather really destroyed my throat. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then there's SWE Fury, but it's kind of on a little break hiatus at the moment i'm not entirely 100 sure what the direction is but obviously the direction is to come back at some point soon hopefully um and that's kind of what's in store for now and we are so happy that we've gotten a chance to get a chance to speak with you it has been an awesome hour with you so far i feel like we could go on for two or three more but you know what we will leave that for another time ivalice thank you so much again and we will definitely talk with you down the road. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Talk Take to you care. soon. All right. Wow. That was cool. That was a lot of fun. Um, I like it when people are real. And she definitely comes across that way. She's no nonsense. No bullshit. This is what I am. This is who I am. This is what I'm saying. Take it or leave it. And I think, I think that's good because I think a lot of times – when you do interviews with people, you're not really sure exactly what you're going to get. But you know, this is uh, this is not going to make any sense. But I'm going to explain this. In the TV world, where I learned and I studied t television and film in undergrad, there was a thing called a WYSIWYG, and what that means is what you see is what you get. And when you find people that are like that, that'll just be straight up with you and honest and tell you they're honest feelings and experiences on things. I feel like things go really, really well. And she's talked about trials and tribulations, but I think it only makes you stronger. And 
towards the end of the interview, I really felt like she is kind of coming to peace with whatever she chooses to do with her wrestling career because she's been in major promotions. She's wrestled all over the world. And whatever the next chapter may be, may be. And if she decides to ride off into the sunset and write the next chapter of her life, so be it. I think she'll do really well in that as well. Yeah, she's done pretty much everything. She's been everywhere, you know, wrestled some of the greatest talents that are out there. And like like you said, she doesn't, you know, care what people think about her. She she does what she wants. She wants to uh do something she loves. And once again, we always talk about the guest we get, the passion they have. Yep. For it. And when you love something, it's it's hard to let go. But you know, when when it's time to go. If you have a plan in place, it's easier that way. Well, she also said something I thought was really interesting was she she said, you know, I never really saw myself wanting to wrestle past the age of 40 as a full-time competitor. And I want to leave with my body intact. And I feel like that is a consensus that a lot of wrestlers nowadays are really starting to take into consideration. You know what? Maybe I should stop at a certain point. You know what? Maybe I do want to consider cutting my career maybe a little bit shorter because I want to be able to walk and I want to be able to do things with uh, my kids or I want to be able to do different things to enjoy life and not be, you know, unfortunately in a wheelchair or crippled or have had 17, 18, 19 surgeries, you know, have neck and knee injuries. And if if you have the ability to say, you know what, I'm out, um, all the power to her, you know, she's been there, she's done it, and that's all you can really say. Oh my goodness! Okay, I'm. I don't normally do this. Yes. Oh, she just left. Oh no, there she is. I'm bringing her back on because I'm. I, I got to see this dog. Hold on, hold. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. This is her personal time. Oh, this no, is oh, her. Per- just, this is how. This is okay. how we don't get part twos, Rick. Hey, this hey, is hey. how we don't get returns. Can you do stuff like this? You see I a please? pair of sneakers. Can I please bring you back on? Because I'm oh, dying for the to see love this puppy. Of, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. This is why we don't have friends, Rick. Oh, no, no, no. It's kind of crazy. Have... It's kind of crazy because literally at the exact same time that you were saying that I want to be able to walk and like not be in a wheelchair, that like I'm like, yes. And I'm picking up my dog like he's my baby. I'm like, yes, I want to be able to be a normal person and enjoy life. <laughs> I know. It, I already uh, have so many. <laughs> so I many sit there and see it, and I'm like, oh, man. Come here, Aries. Come here. Look at this. Come we here. actually have a huge star who is willing to come back on. I, oh, I, my I, gosh. Freeland, I never do this. I never. <laughs> but but I look at that dog. It is a beautiful dog. Aries, look at the, Those look eyes. Those eyes. Freeland. Look at I, hold on. Hold, wait a minute here. Hold on. I got a new co-host. Freeland, it, it, it's it's now the written Aries. So Aries, tell me what you think. You know, look at you looking all looking all studly. Oh man, hold on, I'm back. I got to jump in here. Is that part Alaskan Malamute? He's a Siberian Husky. Siberian Husky. He's not. He's 89% Siberian Husky. And one little pit bull that got in there somewhere. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Man. 
The, the beautiful eyes dog. Is, the eyes is what sell you. <laughs> Say something, Aries. Say something. Speak. <laughs> oh, gosh. I tell you what. That's such a beautiful moment right there. An owner and their pet. Something beautiful. I tell you what. <laughs> Ivalice, once again, thank you. Aries, thank you for making a guest yes, appearance. No. That's double pay for double booking. That's the way that works. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Freeland's going to pay you, uh, but don't cash the checks. They might bounce. <laughs> we we promise okay, we will let you enjoy your night. evening. Okay, thank you, Ivalice, again. <laughs> thank no. you so much. Bye, Aries. Once I, a dog I, I, lover, always a dog I, lover. I never do that. Yeah, well, here's the problem. I'm like, this was great. We're learning about women's wrestling. This is where we, hopefully she'll say yes to come back again. And then you're like, bring her back. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. This is, you know, your mom says, this is why we can't have good things. My wife says, this is why we don't have other couples come over to the house. Because you just did what I do. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, wow. beautiful dog. Beautiful dog. Beautiful interview, wonderful, so much fun. We will have a part two with her again. You might get replaced. I think that dog could up the viewership. You got a dog fetish. That's all I can say. You got a dog but, fetish. But honestly, I can see how her and Paige got uh, got along so well. You I know, think they have very similar personalities. And they're both huge dog lovers. Yes. People bond over pets big time. Oh, yes. People pet, but, yeah. Anyway. Well, hour one is over. She's probably thinking right now. She's like, I'm blocking his email. Never again. The, the, I'm blocking the, Ritz email. Uh, we were never going to be on there again. The bald she's guy, like, the fat guy, not happening. She's nope. going like, who knew, who, uh, new email, who this? Uh-huh. But, yep. uh, well, we're going to go to our, our first commercial break. We're going to take a commercial, as they say. It, it's a good one. Is this on too sexy? Please, I have to go to the bathroom. No, no, but I'll play it after this one because... Yes. Oh, this one's very important. Yes. Yes, because it's from a good personal close friend of mine. Let's go. The Love Alive Charity is a nonprofit organization founded by professional wrestler, the Pope Elijah Burke, a college graduate and former Jacksonville Sheriff Officer who is a native to Jacksonville, Florida. The mission of the Love Alive Charity is to give back to the community while aiming to improve the quality of life in Greater Jacksonville. Since 2012, the Love Alive charity has positively influenced many people by feeding the homeless, helping displaced families, and restoring faith in disadvantaged communities through humanitarian efforts. Hello, I'm Elijah Burke. With as little of a donation of $1 or more, you can help make a difference in the lives of others. To donate, and to learn more about the Love Alive charity, please visit the ElijahExpress.com. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. Too sexy for Milan, too 
Sexy from Milan, New York and Japan. Take it. Sexy for your party, too sexy for your party, no way, I am disco dancing. I'm a model, you know what I mean, and I do my little turn on the catwalk, yeah on the catwalk, on the catwalk, yeah, I do my little turn on the catwalk. Lord, and we're back. I am the writ. Uh oh. And just like uh, earlier, I'm back. I'm here. Crap. I was just about ready to get Aries back in here. You got a dog fetish, man. You got to get that looked at. No. That is strange and weird and weird and strange. But you this, know what? That's this the coming world from, we live in. This coming from a man that goes to uh, furry conventions. Nothing wrong with that. They're a thing. People go to them. People have fun. Look at you passing judgment. You little judgment passer. Anyway, let me get these goofballs in here so we can start. But uh, Wait, are you serious? You didn't send them the link already? Well, I was going to, but I had to get water. I had to take some cold medication. I had to pee. Well, and all of that in that small commercial break, I can't do everything at one time. So just bear with me here. Well, let's sit there and fill in uh, a little time while you're doing that next week. Hope you're ready. Hope you're ready. We have. Remember our good friend, Jersey Devil? Yeah, Jersey Devil. Absolutely. What about him? Yeah. Next week, he's coming for the title. What? 
Next whoa, week. Ne- whoa, next week. Next whoa, week. Whoa. Whoa. We're having a number one contenders match. Jersey Devil. Who's Jersey Devil going up against? The good friend from the north. The ass man? He's going up against the butt. Well, you know what? I, I want to thank the butt a lot because um, I, I got to thank him. So keep this going. I have to go get something. Hey, hey next week it is the butt, our good, friendly neighborhood Canadian, taking on our really, really good friend, longtime listener of the show, Jersey Devil. He was the original stat man. When we had questions, he had the answers. When we changed the questions, he still had the answers. And this is amazing. They will be facing off Oreo eating competition. The winner between those two gets a shot at the champion. Were you saying something? Yeah. The winner gets a shot at. Winner gets a title shot. That's what they get. Winner gets the, a title shot. The FRM Oreo cookie title. I don't even know really what to say. But I will but, say this. I will say this. Hold on for a second. The ass man is a lot of things. But a man of his word is one thing he definitely is. So let me tell you a little bit about this. All right, my chunky ass was going to bed last night. I was putting myself to night night, and uh, at six o'clock, you're a creeper. You you really are. You need to get a hobby, and this is what he got me. I got the Terminator shirt. Yeah, baby, right here. Compliments of the ass man. But but no pun intended. That's not all he got me. He also went ahead. And sweeten the deal. And I hope we can get a good shot at this. Look at this. This is a John Moxley shirt. From Cincinnati himself. The Cincinnati man Moxley. So the ass man has a special place in my heart. Hey, the ass man with the Moxley shirt also brings a prelude to the next book we're going to be reading. The Moxley book on our favorite uh, story time teller over a book with Mike Freeland. Yeah, we're going to be having another chapter or two actually coming out soon with more of the Sabu story. So if you're enjoying it right now, continue to enjoy it. Did you say you were listening to it while you were in the shower? Well, well, yeah. Where else am I going to listen to it at? The car? No, I got more important. My phone is ringing all the time off the hook. So you're basically telling me. I didn't even know you listened to it, but I appreciate the fact that you listened to it. Yeah, because I'm not going to read this book. Wow. Uh, I, I want you to read it to me. Wow. Glad you do this because I'm not reading it. All right. Fair enough. Hey. Touche. But, but uh, a, a little a little contest that I'm going to be putting out on, on, on Twitter to all the listeners. All the listeners. All you have to do. All you have to do. Is subscribe and follow <laughs> our Twitch page. And our YouTube page. Hit me with a done when I make the post. Hit you with a done? What the hell done, does that mean? Done. So I know so I know you did both. Okay. And then I will be once we hit a hundred 
followers on YouTube, mm-hmm. I will be giving away my own personal copy. Of what? Your first dirty mag when you were in middle school? What, what do you get? Oh, wow. Man, son of a plumber. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, man. Here we go. Jeez. What is this? Autograph Sabu book. You're giving it away? Giving it away. Autograph Sabu book. Wow. Did you hear that, children? Once the- we hit 100 followers on our YouTube channel. We got a comment here from this guy called Got Noof. What does this guy say? His comment is, "Can I enter the contest? <laughs> when you are part of the show, you can't enter the contest." That's what they say. Family members, you know, family members and whatever's can't enter contests. Yeah, sorry. you can't enter. Can't enter. All, all panel members are ineligible. Yes. So. Yes. But yeah, I, I'm willing to part ways with my own Sabu autograph book. Wow, that's incredible. That's a to, big deal. To uh, to benefit our uh, the FRM pod, the Front Row Material family. Uh, ECW fan says uh, New Jack has a book. Oh, geez. New Jack has a book? That would be interesting. Maybe we can do that. Uh, for those of you in the chat right now, are you guys do you guys listen to uh, the Sabu book? When I read it, well, I got I got to sit there and say, Freeland. Yeah, the, I told you before. I'll tell you again. Then those numbers don't lie. The, those episodes are some of our highest rated episodes. They do well. They do well. They do well. I appreciate the support, Ritster. Spe- speaking of doing well, yes. Here we go. Here comes next week's number one co- contender. Number one contender. Do we have video footage? No, no. But here he is. The butt. The butt. Hello. How's it going? I can't believe this man is going to go head-to-head with Jersey Devil. Well, you know what? We're going to be doing the commentary just like everyone. uh, When I was competing, everyone else was doing commentary and basically saying I was going to have to get my stomach pumped. I was going to get the diabetes. Uh, I look like Wilford Brimley's illegitimate son. There was a lot of comments that were flying, but now no, no, no. next week I get to be behind the mic and I get to do the play-by-play while you, my friend, are going after the number one contendership. How do you feel going into a big, big competition uh, with Jersey Devil? I think I've got a, a fair chance to win. I'm fairly confident in my eating ability. I mean, look at the size of me. I do like to eat. I think I'll give it a go. I want to know what we're what the bet is. Are we going to do some gambling or this can't just be a gentlemanly thing. That's dumb. Well, I mean, it's it's for the it's for the number one title. Yeah. It's for the number one contender. We're talking cash. We're talking t-shirts. What are we doing? It's kind Whoa. Of fun. Jersey Devil. Is Jersey Devil in the room right now? No. I, he usually listens afterwards. He listens afterwards. What a schmo. Jersey Devil listens hey, hey, afterwards. Hey, he doesn't hey, watch the show live. The, We're talking the, about him. The best part is, is he hit me up in the DM that says, "How do I get a?" Let's let's go right to the footage. There's footage. What are the specifics of Freelance Oreos? Dry out of the pack, wet dunking, allowed or not, etc. He, this man, sounds like a professional. He's a what? 
professional. All right. Touche. So I, I asked him, I said, you want to go against the butt? Number one contender, winner takes Freeland. He goes, I give it a shot. Let's do it. All right, I'm looking this guy up right here. Jersey Devils, his name is Mike oh, wait, as well. wait, 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 wait. Uh-oh. East W fans got a question. Are Canadian Oreos different from American Oreos? As long as they're not from your local Valero, and they had the word Oreo across them. We don't have Valero here. They will be Oreo. Name brand. Real deal. No bullshit. <laughs> God hey, damn hey, it. hey, hey, speaking of name brand, <laughs> we've got a... Our resident wrestler, the man that will put you in a rear chokehold, rear naked. You rear, no, no, we're not doing. It's no, a rear naked. No, He'll put you in a rear naked chokehold. No. Different direction. No, no, yes. no. This is Moondog Murray. Good job, Greg. I never took you as a spitter. No. I I never saw that happening. I didn't see that coming. Pretty wow. swallower for sure. I spat at a fan once. I got heat. Really? <laughs> I would have got a punch in the face. If Holy cow! Got... You uh. you could you could spit at a fan. Uh or did you? I have a spot where when I I I chew wrist tape. I chew wrist tape before I get in the ring. I have a spot where I bite a when I'm a good guy. When I bite a guy, I spit into the air to the fans. That way they get a, oh you know that kind of reaction like oh god what the fuck. <laughs> this one fan in particular was like I was the bad guy and he was. A big fan of this one guy and i was taught go for the easy shit go for that kind of fan so the whole time I was fuck with him like yeah yeah fuck off like that sort of deal i didn't say fuck off obviously it's a family show <laughs> i love I like, when yeah, people yeah, are yeah. telling a story and they say cursing but then they stop <laughs> and they backtrack well i didn't really say Go fuck yourself with the but show. I was like, I was like, yeah, 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 big man, cowboy hat, and the cowbell, that sort of because he was a Stan Hansen character, the guy who was wrestling. So I bit the guy. I ran right over to that guy. I spat that fucking uh, wrist tape at that guy directly. Crowd immediately went boo. <laughs> and when I got and when I got beat, guess what happened? Big pop. I did my job. I fucking got the fuck out of there. Rest of uh, the night, everybody came to my fucking table. Uh, I would have beat that seven shades of shit out of you. Good. If That's I what I want. I spit the tape at, I That's what I want, though. I'm mind. a heel. Yeah, but, but but hold on. Hold on, but you know it's a, it's a show, and you know it's just, and he's no not literally way. getting spit on you, okay? But yeah, uh, I, every time I was near the guy, I had a get the fuck away from me vibe. I was like, all right. Well, speaking of the get the fuck away from me vibe, <laughs> here we go. Coming from also Canada, Garage Car Willie, Dr. Nick Rivera. Hi, everybody. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Come on, you guys. Hi, Dr. Nick. Okay, fuck off, all of you. <laughs> the Simpsons, who watches that anymore? Why? They're on season, Yeah, it's only one of the most in, popular shows of all what, time. 35? Yeah, what? I watch it. I watch they're it they're on longer ago. than they should be. Mm. Okay. I love The Simpsons. I, I, yeah. I, I go to bed listening to The Simpsons on Disney Plus. You know you know what I go to bed listening to? Porn. Meg Meg's Meg's Holy crap. Get out of get out of here, Freeland. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you motherfucker, I'll kill you. Stuff like that. 
You guys have just gotten, gotten an insight on the way she actually does treat me in real life. So I'm just telling you this right now. That was not just because of the podcast. I get that on a regular basis. Freeland, do you, want me, to call her? Do you want me to call her right now and, and get her side of the story? Yes. Call her. I kind of do, too. Call her. My wife would have No, because she's like, you're setting that. me up for failure. No, I'm not. Call her. No, she's in bed. You're setting me up. I know you By are. By the way, she said she had to ask you something. She had to get your advice on something. What was that all about? That's none of your damn business. That's, that's between your wife and me. That, that sounds it. dirty. That oh. sounded. That sounded. <laughs> that did. That sounded a little. Hey, hey, uh, hey you can take well, it. Anyway. about butt killing me. We're going to see Fraylin kill Rit. <laughs> hey, hey. You can sit there and take it any way you want to. Just like our next guest on the panel, Mr. Anton. Wow. Whoa, whoa. At what point did we say Anton takes it anyway? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Also, hi, Dr. Nick. Gatorade and what? What are you drinking? Hold um, it. Someone is calling me. Hold on. Oh I think God. this is from Tom Rivers, New Jersey. Let me see. Hold on a second. Ugh. Hello? Are you available right now? Yes. You are. Okay. Let me let me go ahead and send you a link, okay? Oh. Uh, are, are you um are you available right now? Oh. Yes. You are. Okay. Let me let me go. Ahead. All right. I'm I'm going to send you the link. Tom all right. Why well, hey, hey, Tom Rivers New Jersey calls. I have to answer. Do you know who that was on the phone? No. I I, I can probably tell you who it was. It's for the contract signing. You didn't know we were going to have a contract signing. It's going to be with the ass man. In Jersey Devil for the number one contendership. It's going to be happening right now. So let me go ahead. Tom's Everybody, I said River. Tom's River. I talk to him a he lot on Tom Twitter, River. actually. It doesn't matter. Go fold boxes. I'll be right back. He's been training to wrestle. Is that all he can say? Go fold boxes? Is that it? Yep. Pretty much. Or 1999. Holy fuck. So yeah, guys, yeah. what's been going on this past week? Hey, hey, Liam. Well, I'm drinking on a Tuesday. That should tell you how my week's going. Well, it's a good way to start the week. Liam, yes, right. no. I, did, you, did you like the announcement? Of the Pope? Oh. Yeah. The yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I, I mean, I, I can I, always add to it. I can always sweeten the pot, but, you know, like, that's uh, that's up to you. Oh, no. We're, we're going to sweeten this pot. We got to get this YouTube. Everybody, stop what you're doing. Pause the freaking podcast. Pause the podcast. Nothing important here. Nothing important here. You tell them to pause it after you've made the announcement. Head on over to YouTube. Yes. Type in search. <laughs> Type in Keep front row material. <laughs> now pause. Boop. And we're back. Can you believe you just subscribed? Isn't that great, guys? Yes. Awesome. And Got a new show. Filming for a new show for that channel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, I don't want to hear that. about it. I can't wait for that. Stars I'm... Liam Savage. Hey, hey. Fuck off. That actually took me... Almost 24 hours to watch that. And I know. I was like, well, that's why I said the text. Like, well, hey, assuming you watched it, I could start filming once I get Liam's consent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm flattered, I guess, but what the fuck? It's if dumb. I don't, if, if I don't end up with a fucking world title at the end of this, like... I'm sure you I'm will. You. Wrestling Empire is weird. I love that game so much. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious if, if you can maybe get other panelists like to do guest spots in there. I, I thought about. Uh, I actually thought about bringing my switch to work to create guys. Like I was gonna create butt, rit, 
Mike, Mike Unit, if we're allowed to say that name I mean, on this podcast. Hey, man, nope. Have you, you ever you, played you, the you, game you, Hard Time by the Steam you, guy? Yes. You can sit there and talk about Mike's unit. It's okay. Yes. We got to lift that suspension one. there, Fraylin. Bring him back. I'll pay the fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everybody fucking look at me? By the way, I'm not even a character in the game, am I? Yeah. Uh, I thought about turning Conrad. I thought about changing Conrad Thompson's to your name, but I, I, I know. Keep, know. Them oh! keep them both. <laughs> I want a feud. Maybe. I don't know. I might get to work right, right as we get off here. We're going to have a weekly episode. Yes. It's going to drop every Wednesday night. At eight o'clock, uh, the uh, show. Oh well, yeah, once it's filmed and edited, get, shit, give me some time here. <laughs> Please. All right, don't. so I'm trying to get a hold of uh, of Jersey Devil. I just went ahead and I texted him because we got to get ready for this contract signing. So, shout out to him, by the way. Him and I have been talking. He's been training to wrestle. So, you know, really, yeah, I've been trading stories back and forth. Nice. Tell, tell him what to look for. Like he 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 would tell me about. He told me this one story that pissed me off. He said um, this wrestler, he was a ref. This wrestler threw him out without even telling him. They go, hey, you're going over the top. Mind you, he had no idea how the fuck to go out over the top. I was pissed. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, no. Was that at a Randy show or not? No, this is an indie show. No, 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 no. This <laughs> is a, no, not a Randy. Shit, might be. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I, lo- I love that uh, Evil Lee showed off Boz. That was great. You know, hey Freeland. Yeah. East W fan goes. I'm the one that called you, not Jersey Devil. Oh no! Oh God! I thought Jersey Devil was calling me. You ding. Mike's like they all look the same. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, oh, all you Americans look the same. So okay, so I apologize, CZW fan. <laughs> oh, um, CZW fan. <laughs> Where, so, no, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not anymore. Jersey, Jersey Devil is the one who is wanting to. Yes. Joyzy. Where yes. is he? He watch. He listens after. Oh jeez. He has a life. Damn it. Unlike us schmucks, we have a life. We just don't do it on Tuesdays. <laughs> so let's let's get back to this here. So let's let, before we get into some things, let's go ahead and let's get a zoom in on the ass man. Yes, uh, nice this is going to be a, a Diane Sawyer exclusive. So right now, are you doing any training or any preparation for next week's big number one contendership match? No. Still need dinner. My preparation will be I'll go <sighs> to the supermarket and I will buy cookies. So let me ask you this. Are you an Oreo fan in general? No. Oh. So you don't even so like Oreos? No. Now you do realize in the rules you can pick any flavor of Oreo you want. Okay. Chocolate. 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 I didn't know there was more than one kind. What? He said chocolate peanut butter pie. Those There's all good. different flavors of Oreo. In fact, let me go ahead and let me... Oreos. What's that? Make red <laughs> get, Oreos. Get edibles. You made love to an Oreo. What? What did you say, red Anton? I can't hear you. Oreos. Red velvet Oreos. Okay, so right now you yeah, can get pretty good. golden, which I assume is like a vanilla, mint, chocolate creme, lemon, coconut, Salted caramel, tiramisu, latte, we don't have all those. and pistachio. You can also get cinnamon bun Ooh, as well. Get lemon. I would do that lemon. Is... lemon. I like lemon. Uh, chocolate peanut butter pie. That one's the best. Yeah. Well, either way, here's the deal, ass man. How many do you think you can actually put down in five minutes? 
Yes. Ballpark right now. I'm going to say 35. That's a high number. What's the current score? 42. 42 right oh, now in the yeah. podcast world. 42 is the yep. the record. So, yeah, I'm going 35. I can do it. And then my diabetes flares up and I lose a toe. Well, no way. <laughs> For the love of the business, brother. So after we determine the number one contender, we're going to have to determine when the championship match is going to happen. Plus, we got to have a title. Two weeks afterwards, because I do not want anybody dying. Two weeks? It's going to be a black piece. We should do this like mid-December. No, no, no. Next week, which will be on... Cool. And then two weeks after that is December 7th. Was that intentional, Anton? Was that supposed to go private? Or was it supposed to go... Why are you posting your phone number in the chat room? (laughs) It's not mine. It's a Google fucking voice number that I just fucking got. It's an Ohio phone number for the show. But it's a 937 area code. It wouldn't let me pick Cincinnati. It made me pick Springfield, Ohio. Who the hell goes to Springfield? Who the hell goes to Springfield? More Simpsons references. Gross. Gosh, look at Boxcar Willie there. The call in number for the panel. Do you have a. No, people are going to call in. in. (laughs) Can people call that? Can people call that? What have you done? That's legit. That's through fucking Google. If they call that number, it'll ring my cell phone. Mitchie Blaze with the run in. Gives a dropkick to Liam and leaves. (laughs) No way. I wouldn't sell it. Let's go ahead and let's, let's zoom in on Liam here. How you doing in the garage tonight, buddy? Nice beard. He's great. Yeah? He's cold. Look at the oh, breath. Oh, you're cold. You got the breath Yeah, I got the up. jacket on and everything. Is the Just garage can. door up or down? Is my crotch what? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. Is it tepid warm? Holy shit. <laughs> Hold on. Is this, we actually is this have a fucking phone call. Someone's calling. Someone's yeah. calling the hotline. Accept. Press 1. To send a voicemail, press oh. 2. Hello. Who's calling, pal? Hi, it's uh, ECW fan. How are you today? Cool. Uh, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Good talk, man. No, it's ECW fan. I just wanted to see if this was your actual number. Well, it's not mine, but it fucking forwards <laughs> my phone. This is great. Oh, cool. Oh, my so, God. Legit, uh, this, yeah, this is a real thing now. <laughs> Awesome. Happy part of the podcast. Well, so let's make this more of an actual thing. I'm going to share this around just to be an asshole. <laughs> oh, cool. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll... <laughs> all right. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Wait, That's how he ends the call in. Bye. Bye. Holy shit. He doesn't say hey, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Yeah. No, he doesn't even take a question. You should have took a question. question. He didn't ask a question. He can call back. No. Call back. Tell him to call back. If you're listening to the show, call back. Yeah, I mean, no he's, in the, he's in the group chat. I know, he, I know he's in here. Hey, 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 everybody, if you want to sit there and take a, a question from us, dial 937-504-2071. The only question on- I will not answer is how big my package is. That's classified. 
God damn, the number of phone calls might get in the middle of the night now. I think I'm that's what just I'm thinking. That's what you want. Up, calling, hammered off her ass. Now, <laughs> if I was in the chat room, I would definitely be calling because I'm very drunk up. What a oh, shot. shit. But, uh, uh, hey, Freeland, you want to roll in the What's top? What's your question, ECW fan? Hold on, we're accepting another call. It, it's the same one. So what's your question? Uh, I got a question for Freeland. Did you buy your wife flowers yet? I did not. I did not buy her Yikes. flowers. I have not. I did not done anything, even apologized yet. You might need to. Oh, hello, divorce number three. Uh, <laughs> hello, divorce number three. Yikes. I'm surprised I haven't been divorced yet, but I tell you what, you know what? I'm a lucky man. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Goddamn, Mike Freeland. If you don't do something fast, you're going to be sleeping on the street to Cincinnati soon. Well, you know what? It's either that or I'm sleeping in the dead ant's chair. Either way, I'm okay. <laughs> I forgot about the dead ant's chair. That's a matter of opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Richfield, Connecticut, not New Jersey. Ah, uh, Richfield, Connecticut. Very nice. Very nice. I well, have an accent, but I'm not from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, brother. FRM for life. Awesome. Thank you. I'm Very glad cool. I did this. <laughs> okay, bye-bye now. Oh, this is this is too much fun. This is kind of like the Corona Hotline with Tony Romo. You kind of look like Tony Romo. The Corona Hotline, like the, the fuck is Tony hotline? Romo? The coronavirus. He's a football player, man. Well, he yeah. was. Oh, sound football. like a yeah. owner of a pizza parlor or something. <laughs> That's Tony Romo. So, probably has delicious enough. fucking pizza. Uh, oh, let's not talk about sausage frozen. already, Jesus. Sauce. Sauce. Who likes the sauce? You know what? You know who likes the sauce? Meat sauce. Virgil. Virgil. Oh, come on, man. I've been trying to. I've been trying to book that guy. You good fucking luck. <laughs> He's gonna give you. Don't do it. It's gonna be a horrible interview. <laughs> hey, Rhett, <laughs> nice link. Twenty minutes. That's awesome. That that's a, that's the actual YouTube link. <laughs> How he the fuck change, anybody supposed that to is copy so that? Unprofessional. He How can't change it. He can't change it till he gets yeah, like a thousand gets subs. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, Rit. What Let's the get fuck back are you to doing? Virgil. How can it be that hard to book him? I don't think there's anything else going on. Because he's an asshole. He's a Offer fucking money. carny. Yeah, he wants like a thousand dollars, and then when you go and you gotta like whittle him down, you're like, I don't have that. Be like, oh, how much do you got? What and then he say hundred dollars. He'll say yes because he's what a fucking wrestler. Isn't a carny. Uh, uh, there's plenty. Uh, there's a certain type of carny. Uh, Some are like business. There's businessmen. There's business guys. There's salesmen. Then there's fucking carny. Virgil's a carny. Fuck him. No. Virgil lives around around where we I am, and he actually invited himself on a show. <laughs> As he to, does, just to sell merchandise. As he does. Don't tell him where you live. No, I live in uh, Belvedere, Virgil. Uh, what are you uh, going to do about it? Uh, I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'll give you the address later. I got the address. You son of a bitch. I'll shoot fight Virgil on, on an indie show. <laughs> I could tell him to make it here. He would never make it, so fuck it. And I'll win by default. And I win by default.
Moondog versus Virgil, the ultimate feud. <laughs> Remember, if you, if you guys want to call the Front Row Material Hotline, once again, that number is 937-504-2071. Call. Anton's going to answer the calls. He's our screener. Call. God what a damn. great screener. <laughs> oh, my God. We could I not have tricked somebody more. Shit. <laughs> this is Anton. I barely answer I my phone think- anyways. I gotta finish my smoke. What the fuck you want? Mm. Oh, you what wanna you talk want? about wrestling? Hurry up, get to your fucking point. I'm busy right now. Mm. All right, let's see. Uh, let's go ahead and let's get to uh, some of the questions. So, wow. <laughs> let's get to some of the questions here. So, uh, everybody went ahead and got the uh, the list of topics, correct? Yes, no, maybe so. No, I, yeah, I got yeah, three I got topics. All talking. right, so our first maybe. one here. Is Ric Flair's returning back to the podcast world? He is going to be uh, doing, I believe it's, yeah, for, uh, uh, was it like the Woo Nation third Uncensored? Time. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually what? surprised he didn't. It was Woo Nation, then it was the Ric Flair show, now it's this. Yes, and, and oh, he's whatever, doing it with Mark Madden. That might be decent. He's Mark Madden Mark is Madden. weird, you know. It's he's not what? doing it with my brother. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually surprised he isn't. Yeah. Doing it with my brother? No. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think sometimes you got to keep that separate. I was going to say, everybody else does it with your brother. Keep keep the pleasure. Business the pleasure separate. Well. Goddamn, guys. So let's talk about this. Are you guys yeah. interested in the Ric Flair podcast 3.0? Let's first go around the horn. Let's first go to the butt. But uh, the podcast you listen to, is this in any way, shape, or form interesting to you? Oh, yeah. I'll listen to it. Ric Flair has great stories. I'll give you a try. I mean, if it sucks, it sucks, but it's worth trying. Did you like Woo Nation? I listen to this every week, so it can't be any worse. (laughs) You're contractually obligated. Oh, okay. Yes. Got to talk to my agent about that. Hey, all no monies. (laughs) Did you you listen to the Ric Flair show or Woo Nation? Did you listen to either one of those? No. No. Realistically, I only started listening to podcasts uh, maybe like two years ago. I never listened to them at all. Okay. And then one of the guys I used to work with, he used to talk about different podcasts, so I started listening to them in my office. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly new to the podcast, you know, in all reality. So I never listened to it, but I'll, I'll give it a try. It's, it's worth listening to. Put it on for some background noise while I'm doing paperwork. Nice. Uh, let's go to uh, Dr. Nick Rivera. Dr. Riviera. Uh, Riviera, whatever. <laughs> Uh, would you, would you go ahead and listen to the podcast? Yes, no, and why? I've already subscribed, so I'm just waiting. Uh, I only heard like maybe one or two episodes of the last one, and it was all right. But you know, like he's kind of he's like a lighter version of Hogan. Like he lies, but not as much as Hogan does. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you got to kind of try to figure out your own kind of truth with it, but. Should be interesting. Hopefully, the first episode is about the plane ride from hell, so we can hear his side of the story. But I don't know. Uh, I give it. I give it two months, basically, because apparently, when he was with Conrad, he it was just like, you know, he just had no desire to even record most of the time. So, you know, so it should be a very short podcast history. It's going to be with Mark Madden. Uh, who's a big uh, Pittsburgh guy. He looks like he did uh, what sports broadcasting in Pittsburgh along with WCW. So we'll see. Sure. I wasn't a big Mark Madden fan, to be honest with you. The blowhard. Huh? Oh, but you have not watched WCW 2000. 
Oh, oh my god. I love that era of WCW. Oh my <laughs> For god. the wrong reasons. Sure it's I horrible. Did, I love it. I can't think of him at all. Is it he is... the Oklahoma guy? No, yeah. no. Yes, it is. That's no, it's not. He was not Oklahoma. Oh, yes, oh that was, was. Uh, Ed, Ed Ferrara. Ferrara. Oh, was Ed, fuck. He was Ed Ferrara, yeah. Hush my whore mouth. You're right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Hush your whore mouth. That's right. Uh, let's go. Let's start over to Anton. Um, Anton, the Ric Flair podcast. Any interest <laughs> at all? I mean, 1% interest, 2% uh, interest. Point half a percent interest? Because so I've only got into podcast in like the last four years, thanks to the something else to wrestle with being on, you know, the network and then eventually transitioning to listening to real podcast behind such like us. So eh? I don't really give a shit. this is legitly the one podcast I actually give a shit about. And that's partially because you all captivated my interest so much. I'm here every fucking week. Right. So you'll listen to it potentially. Yeah, I'll give it a chance. I'll give anything a fucking shot, dude. But, eh? Like, it might be okay because of Mark Madden, depending on how much of an asshole he wants to be. But, you know, I agree with uh, whoever said he lies less than Hogan, being Liam. And he's right about that. You know, he spins shit his own way. But he lies less than fucking Hogan because Hogan lies over fucking everything, dude. Hey, Hogan was going to be in Metallica, remember that, so... Right, you're right. I'll never forget that. <laughs> what? Yeah. He said he was going to be the bass player of Metallica. He the bass player for Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Lars called him out and said no. Yep. <laughs> and I don't even like Metallica, but I love that. If like, you'd like... Early. If you'd like to call and weigh in on this topic, please call Anton at 937-504-2071. Oh, We'd love to know what your uh, what your thoughts are on this topic. Yeah, Would you listen to the Ric Flair podcast? <laughs> yeah. Would you not? Is Ric Flair just this big lying guy? Uh, do you think he lies as much as Hogan? Who knows? Love to know what your thoughts. Once again, 937-504-2071. Uh, 99 cents each minute. Uh, $1.49 each additional minute. Uh, children, please Can get you your parents' permission real? before I calling. I get paid for this. That would be great. Thank you, Mean Gene. You're welcome. $99.00. So, We've kind of decided that, you know, maybe we would listen to it just purely out of curiosity. Nothing more than that. Nothing more than that. Just purely, hey, you know what? I got nothing else going on. I'm going to listen to it. But the over-under, we think it's only going to last a few months, correct? Two. Oh, two weeks. Yeah, I don't two see weeks. it lasting long. It's going to last three months like the last one did. So how long did the first one last? Like fucking six months. Though they were on a contract with CBS Sports. Oh, that one was good. That one, it was, it, even if it was full of shit, it was entertaining as fuck. Like, uh, I, I, I really, they were really good episodes. Like, especially I remember that, uh, what, Conrad. Oh, go ahead. That was Conrad's start too, was that it was the Wu Nation. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember him going on about this story. He said that he, uh, I guess they were having someone on that podcast that was talking about child hunger or something. And the whole time, Ric Flair is eating like his fucking kimchi or something. Going, mm, oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he he. Uh, yeah. There was an episode he was on. He was chewing tobacco because he's a he's yeah. a chewer. And I can't like. There's people who are into that shit, like ASMR stuff, where they love hearing chewing. Yes, I can't, I yes. can't fucking do it. I'm like, nope, Amber. get it out of my ear hole. Hold it. You don't I've like heard. ASMR? 
I love ASMR. No. I don't like chewing What's ASMR. What's ASMR? What's that? It's a relax. It's like a um, it's hard. It's a weird thing. Um, it's like well, when it, you have someone like talking really softly or like chewing or blowing like in your ear or something. You, you know, some people some people are relaxed by chewing. Some people are relaxed by fucking just listening to somebody talk about bullshit with a soft voice. Have yeah, it's basically a, something no a sound that's very relaxing. They turn yeah, the gain up all the way the fuck it. on their microphone, and then they start petting the cat very ferociously, like I'm doing it's right now. Quiet. <laughs> like when everybody shut the fuck up and there's no noise. That's relaxing. Not on this Table show. Table saws are relaxing. Table uh, saws. Not people talking. That's never relaxing. Yeah, table saws, sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm can you know the ones that scream out. in your ear, send me into uh, fucking yep. autistic fit. I'm very oh my much god! In happy face. Did you just say all this? I'm on the spectrum. Leave me alone. Yeah, no, you're so not. You, can say that you admitted that's a lie. I did not admit that's a lie. I'm on it. I'm just all they. I don't know. It's a complicated they lied situation. To you. They, they lied, lied to you. me. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a little. I'm gonna play a little ASMR clip here of a man. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Shut no. your mouth if you want to hear it. Down nine three seven five. I don't want to fuck twenty seven one nine hundred. God damn it, ninety nine hundred. All right, our first guy right here. I think his name is Raymond. I'm not sure, but he is going to uh, do ASMR. Raymond, He's no. eating pizza, dog, and crinkle fries. No talking. I'm going to cue this up. Give me one second. Oh, great! Can't do it, man. No, it's going to be great. Just relax. It'll uh, be what the kids call titastic. Hold on. Everybody got super quiet right there. All right, here we go. All right. Nope. See if I can get a good shot of this. Yeah, I had to press play. Yeah, I realize that. <laughs> That's not now. real ASMR. That's meme shit. What's mean shit? It's it's titled ASMR. Yeah, well, yeah, but for the memes, for the clicks, here we that's go, not here real. We go. Here we go. That it's thumbnail. Here. Bud is so uncomfortable. <laughs> I hope he fucking chokes on that. Like, he choke fuck? Just listen what first. The fuck. Just listen. Stop talking. This to is mukbang shit. Listen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we'll be fucking chokes on this. <laughs> this is shit that makes me embarrassed that I listen to ASMR. It's not this shit. I listen to other stuff. It's a soft voice, you know. I like to be relaxed. How many beers am I on? Oh. Please stop, Fraylin. Fraylin, stop. Stop it. This is like, this like sounds like the fucking lunchroom at work. I don't want to hear this shit on here. <laughs> Fuck, man. All right. Um, nom, 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 nom. Fuck off. <laughs> God damn it. Hold on. This guy nom, fucking nom, choked. Fuck <laughs> mom, mom. Fuck yourself. Okay, here. Let me see if I can get a different version of ASMR. No, no more. No more. Please stop. The no, cringe it's... is strong. No, hold on. There's one more I'll do. Oh, this will tell me. Uh, here we go. This is called ASMR up close mouth sounds. Here we go. Uh... 
This makes me uncomfortable. No, it's, it'll be fun. Trust me. These are all fun. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> That's what my ex you. told me. <laughs> all right. This is called ASMR mouth sounds. And this is what happens when you only have three topics. Just listen. That's a real ASMR artist, actually. Yeah, I don't, I don't oh. like it either. Stop it. God, make it stop. Attach to the microphone. Just listen. Mute. Just listen. That's a Yeti. Stop it. Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, shit. Oh, fucking make it die. Make it fucking die. Kill it. Oh, my God. Please stop. I'm just Kill saying, it. We almost get audio molested. Oh, my God. If you're what a dentist, I did not consent. Please give us a call at 937-504-2071. We're going to memorize that number by the time the show's over. Please, somebody call that number. And if you call and you do whatever it's called, you're fucking banned. Stop it! <laughs> That's how you sound when you're in the back alley. We know Freeland. Okay, great. <laughs> Liam Savage, you're nothing but a dirty yes. Q-tip. Yep. Um, okay, so... Uh, I'll show you a dirty Q-tip. Let's go no, ahead and let's talk no. about our next topic. Let's talk about our next topic. Full gear. Please! Uh, yes! Have you guys... Who got a chance by show of hands to see full gear? Show show of hands. Full gear. I've seen half of it. Partially. Okay. Full Gear was a great, great show from top to bottom. I felt like yeah. they had great opening match with Darby Allen and MJF. I thought that was just – it was so good because it showed how good – I mean, we already knew how good MJF was. He's, yeah. he's super good. But, it sh I mean, he took it to the next level with showing his in-ring ability. He showed not only that he could be technical, but he could – all. Oh God! I don't even lemon know what that was. And, it was lemon juice and something. I, I, and my, lemon juice and rum. Oh and God! I do you hate yourself? Like what the fuck Some, are you wow. doing? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. So Say, the the first match I thought was really good. Once again, was Darby Allen versus MJF. Obviously, Darby takes opener. the second loss in a row on a pay per view. Uh, Jimmy Corderas, former WWE referee, wants to know if Darby losing two pay per view matches is starting to kill him as far no. as his credibility. Let's nope. debate this right now. We're going to first go to the ass man. Two straight losses on a pay-per-view. Do you think this hurts him, or do you think, no, they're great matches. The outcome just happens to be what happens at the end. The match, what happens during the bells, is really what lasts in people's minds. They're fantastic matches. Um, that's not going to hurt Derby in the least. Uh, the, the match this last weekend, this past weekend, Show that he's actually not just a spot fest. Correct. Wrestle, that he's pretty good, better than I gave him credit for, honestly. Uh, no, anybody that thinks this diminishes him is a moron. Uh, no, this does not. I will go as far as say Derby is one of the pillars of AEW. Excellent comment right there. That. I love it. I love it. Let's go ahead and let's go over to Moondog. Um, Darby MJF. Obviously, MJF goes over, but I think at this point, 
when a match is so good, would you agree? Doesn't really matter who wins or loses. How many times does Mikey Wimprick lose? A lot. Does Jerry Lynn lose? A lot. They lose they, a lot. They're still revered heroes in wrestling. Uh, Darby true. Allen is fucking fine. Uh, <laughs> he is fine. Especially you got guys like Sting in your corner and shit like that. He's fine. And to boot, fucking fun fucking opener. Like the kind of opener you want to open a pay-per-view. Especially one of your big four, big five, whatever, however, eight, however many AEW has on pay-per-view. But four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Big fucking great opener. It was fun as fuck. I, you know, I'm fucking for it. Bleacher Report gave it a A grade. I think we'd all be in agreement on an A on that one, yes? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> William Shakespeare. For years, it's not who goes over, it's who gets over. It doesn't matter if you win or lose, as long as you exactly. fucking put in the work properly. It doesn't matter who fucking wins. You can still fucking lose and fucking get over. Look at Mick Foley. Yes. So, Anton, could you say it doesn't matter if you win or lose, but it's how you play the game? Damn right. At a certain point, like it does matter, but with Darby being Darby and his whole character, he can lose more often than he fucking wins. He's basically the modern Mikey Whipwreck, for a lack of a better way to put it. Excellent that's, comment. That's how I see Darby a lot of the time, is he reminds me of fucking Mikey, except he's even fucking smaller. Right. <laughs> I think that's why I like him, if we're being real honest. I, I yeah, think we are. Uh, ECF fans, as long as the crowd likes it, that's what matters. Liam, what would you yes. say to that? To that comment? Uh, yeah. I mean, the crowd dictates how everything should run in a lot of ways. Uh, we've seen what happens when creative thinks that the crowd doesn't matter and you know Roman Reigns for God knows how many years being booed out of the building so who knows um, this match though it was it was really good uh, MJF I, I wish he would get on TV more it's it's just it's insane he he wrestles less than Darby Allen does it seems and it, it sucks because they're both super talented and uh, Darby Allen he he's really he's really got a lot to him um it was like uh, you and butt were saying like he a lot of people are thinking he's just kind of a high flyer just does like daredevil stuff but he can really go in the ring like he can hold for hold and chain wrestling and all that like he's really very impressed by him um you know as long as he's not just relying on the daredevil spots that's great um i don't think it's going to kill him as far as you know, losing two pay-per-views in a row. I mean, you know, someone's got to lose, so whatever, right? But the the funny thing is, like, they're... I don't know if you guys know what the whole Four Pillars of yep. AEW thing is based on. It's based on All Japan. Yep. Uh, I'm going to do the Mike Cook thing here, where it's like, you know, in All Japan, there was four pillars. It was Kawada, Misawa, Tawe, and... Uh, Kabashi. Kabashi, right. And... So they're kind of making it like those were the four that were kind of like the originals that kind of uh, the promotion was based around. So they're trying to make it like these four pil pillars or as Jim Ross called them, the four pillows. Uh, I noticed that. The pillows. Fuck, oh. That was fucking embarrassing. <laughs> that was um, Yeah, and they stopped talking after he said it. That was great. Uh, <laughs> got two of the four pillows over here. And I was like, okay, well... <laughs> But uh, but no, they 
it, it's great if they could actually base it around those, you know, the new four pillars, I guess I would call it, um, then they're going to look good, but they need to be able to focus on them a lot. That's the whole point of the old, at the four pillars in all Japan. They focused on them a lot and they were the basis for some of the main events for like five, 10 years. They need to do that with these guys. And if they do that, they'll be looking good. I agree. Uh, moving on here to tag team wrestling. Uh, I actually think that tag team wrestling is actually getting better. Um, tag yes. team wrestling for a while used to be really good, and then it kind of really dropped off. And it just became one of those things that was just kind of a novelty. It was there, but it really didn't matter as much. But the Lucha Brothers and FTR, uh, they went at it, and obviously FTR uh, tried to pull some shenanigans, but at the end of the day, the Lucha Brothers still won. Um, what were your thoughts on this match just for the ones that you got to see? Did you care for the match? Did you not care for the match? We'll start off with uh, we'll start off Moondog. Tell me what your thoughts were. It was fun, you know. Fucking like um last pair of you against the Bucks in that cage match. It's like the, the Lucha Brothers can't not have a fun match. Like even if it's full of flippy shit and shit, it's fucking especially FTR. Yes. Like it was sex. That's how good it was. Yeah, no, it was really good. FTR has really good chemistry, not only with uh, the Lucha Brothers, but they have good chemistry uh, with the Young Bucks as well. They've shown they have good chemistry with Jurassic Express. Um, yes. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with Platinum Max Caster and, um, oh my gosh, his tag team partner. Bones. 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 I, it looks like they're feuding with, they might feud with Dante. and. Uh, I know brother. what I'd like to see him do it, Max Caster. Oh, hold yeah. on. Let's go ahead and let's throw it to the butt because I think he's about to hit the color spectrum here. What do you feel like they're going to do with Max Caster? What does that mean? If I'm, what lucky, if I'm really lucky, color spectrum. hit him with a bus. Oh, wow. Yo, that, See, that's yo. Well, he comes in rapping with his ghetto blaster, sounding like a fucking idiot. I would love to see a Greyhound come along and boom. <laughs> I Thanks don't even believe. Out. Wow. Wow. First of all, who said, did you say Ghetto Blaster? Yeah, Ghetto Blaster. Yeah, you can't was say that, a, that anymore. Yeah, was, that right a, was that a throwback to, uh, was that a throwback to, uh, oh my gosh, Bad so News Brown? I have one. The 80s, yeah. yeah it's an old school boombox. Sorry. A boom so a Blaster box. from Transformers turns into. Yeah, and yeah that was the finishing move of, of uh, Bad News Brown. Yeah, and he was also was he also Brickhouse Brown at one point too in another? No, position? that's a different guy. Different yeah, guy. No. Okay, my mistake. Yeah, um, man, Max Caster drives me bonkers. I, I don't. I don't think I want anyone being hit by a bus though. I think that's a, yeah. a bit, a bit so, extreme. That's good once though. A, He's got heat. Once again, if you would like to call in and weigh on your thoughts here with the butt, call us at nine three seven five zero four twenty seventy one. Anton is waiting uh, with yep. bated breath to take your calls. Uh, let's go ahead and let's take a look at the uh, Brian Danielson versus Miro. I thought that was another great match. Um, I really was surprised in some way because I really thought they were going to be pushing Miro more, but it looks like they're pushing um, Brian Danielson even more. So first of all, what did you think about the match? And do you think that eventually Miro will get into the title picture? I'm going to throw it first to – let's throw it to the ass man. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? You were zoned out. Oh, you, you know that is disappointing. I literally looked at you. I looked at you. We made eye contact, and you're like, "Sorry, what?" Let's try that again. Well, with the with the Miro and, and the Miro, the Miro. 
and American Dragon. Brian Danielson, yeah, yes. Whatever. Daniel Bryant. Um, no. Miro's going to get lost in shuffling that, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, I don't like it, but I think out of those two, he will get a little bit lost in the shuffle. Um, the American Dragon, is that better, Liam? Is the, sure. the shiny new toy. So they're going to push him maybe a little bit better. I don't think Miro's going to get forgotten. He's not going to become a, a, a jobber or anything like that. But in out of those two, he will play second fiddle. It was so a great you, match, though. Do you think we'll ever see Miro get a shot at the world title? Yes. No. I, eventually. I, I uh, think no. we should. I think we should. Do we think that we're going to see Lana at some point in time with him? Hopefully maybe. not. Very close to seeing Lana? Um, Maybe a one-off type of thing. I don't think she'll be on the roster. Let's go ahead and... Uh, she might be under the roster. Uh, let me go ahead and throw it to Liam. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Let's throw it to Liam. He is married. Freeling fuck. Let's throw it to Liam. Liam, what's your thoughts? Is Miro a guy that you see in the title picture ultimately, or do you think Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page? It's, it's probably just a handful of people that are going to be circulating around the world title. Yeah, it can only fit so many into the world title picture. Uh, Miro, I think upper mid-card. I, I'm sorry, like, I'm just, you know, maybe he'll convince me otherwise after a while. But, I mean, Danielson, he's proven. He's been proven for, like, probably 15 years now. Right. Uh, since since Ring of Honor and various independents up through WWE. And, uh, you know, he, this, this is probably his last big run. So, I mean, he's he's going for the title, right? He's He's got a – he's got a uh, number one contender – match coming up so if he takes it he takes it that'd be great uh but you know miro miro has actually come along very well since that fucking debacle which they started him with which is just fucking god awful with that fucking dipshit sabian but um you know after that he's actually come along really well danielson's proven and i just wanted to comment on that tag team match i didn't watch it but um the fact that FTR just keeps getting, I don't know, they keep getting, it seems like they buried, like and some people will say, like, oh, well, they haven't been because they got the AAA tag team titles. They won Lucha titles, and they're, like, the furthest fucking thing from Lucha, which just drives me fucking nuts. And That's the fucking point. Felix and Penthouse can fuck off, too. I don't really care for them at all. Felix so. and Penthouse? Yeah. First of all, Penthouse is a dirty magazine. Felix is a cat. There you go. <laughs> Cats jump around, Thanks, don't they? Raylan. Yeah, I just thought I would clarify that yeah, just for everybody who wasn't 100% sure. Fucking PlayStation. Oh, Let, Liam. You got to yes. watch that pussy. Seriously, oh, get that pussy in check. <laughs> oh, my God. That looks like a cop. Where would what you is that? be? Like, that literally calm? looks like are a... You a bit irritated? Dude, dude well, that, when I went to the urologist, he had a, he had a picture like that. <laughs> Dude, when I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be the red tip be because that's a problem. He said, "Where do you feel the burn?" And I said, "Under the first one." <laughs> where, where would you be, Liam? Yeah, where's Liam well, right now? Is is Liam the scrode? Is he like the, the maybe in the middle? Because if I've got green balls, that's a problem. If I have a red tip, that's a problem. If I'm somewhere in the middle, eh, you know, we can try to work with that, I guess. But hey, uh, STD that leads to having Christmas okay. dick can't be that bad. We're just curious. <sighs> Wow. So you're in a medical field now? Is that it? Well, I'm trying to help you here. Come on. Are you? 
You can Are start you really? calling me Dr. Bud. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Dr. Beanie. Dr. Bud. I like it. Maybe I'll give up my full-time job and become a counselor. Yeah. You're a doctor of proctology. We get it. Yeah. Did you say you might become a counselor? I should. That's what I should do. I'd be good at that. Oh, fuck me. All right. Here's what we're going to do. If you would like some counseling right now, free counseling, call 937-504-2071, but we'll give you free counseling. You can call in any issue you have. Any issue. Call the fucking number. He will literally counsel you right now. Yeah. As long as you keep signing these. Call the fucking number right now, you no, fucking please. bastards. No, please don't. Call the number right now. All right, moving Ugh. on. Uh, that match, Bleacher Report, I believe they gave it uh, an A-. minus. What was it, Miro and Danielson? Danielson. Ma- Miro and Danielson. Let's move on to the next one. I am not a big fan of trios matches. I want to repeat that again. I am not a fan of trios matches. Mm-hmm. So we once again saw for the 10,000th time Christian Cage teaming up with Lucha Express minus the midget he was there you can't say that dwarf dong sucker the little person the little person he he was not there he was not there swoggle was not there they took on once again called the uh super click or the super i don't know the super elite i don't even know super click super click uh, with adam cole baby and we have uh the so it ends up it i thought it was a pretty interesting match i don't like three-on-three matches um, I have a feeling uh, Jerry Lynn probably agented that. Yeah, I just feel like there's too that's much a, double teaming going style. on. Um, so Lucha Express uh, and Christian Cage end up winning with a concerto. So what are your thoughts on this match? If you had a chance to see it, what was your thoughts? What was your takeaway? We're going to first go to the happiest man on earth. Go ahead, and the floor is yours. Ah, fuck. <laughs> it's uh, not the Lucha Express. It's the Jurassic Express, so get it right first. Uh, secondly... Uh, Man, you're done for trying to. That's quick. Okay, if I say Jurassic or Lucha Express, doesn't even fucking matter, right? Get it right. Let's go. No, it, continue again. No, it matters. Once again, you don't interrupt the the uh, host. You just agree with me blanketly. I do. Yes. <laughs> All right. What did you think Guess of the again. trios match? What did you think about it? Uh, it's not a trios match. It's called six man match. I hate when fucking people call trios matches. That's not your fault. Not your fault. Trios. It's a trend and I fucking hate it. It's a six man or a six woman or a six person or whatever the fuck it is. That only happens in correctional facilities and prisons. (laughs) It's a trios match. All right. But anyway, I digress. Uh, I I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I, I, it just, those are usually a cluster and, uh, Mm The fact that the Bucks were in it, it was just an immediate like fast forward. Like I don't give a fuck because they're fucking shit. So okay, they're fuck fucking em. shit. Fuck them. Yep. Oh. All right. Thank you, James E. Let's start over to Moondog. What was your thoughts on the trios match? Went a little long, but other than that, it was fun. I like I, fun. I like stupid fun wrestling. Oh boy. That I know I, everybody. That I know all all fucking six of them are out there having fun, just goofing off, or not goofing off. They're taking it serious, but you know they're. I can tell they're all having fun. This is true. Uh, let's go ahead and throw it over to the butt. What do you think about six-man matches? Do you like them, or do you think it's way too much going on? It's a bit much for me. Yeah. Uh, they're, they have some entertainment value, but it's just too much going on. Um, I'm a big fan of Christian Cage. Yes. Uh-huh. But with the exception of the rest, I don't really care. Do you <laughs> like – are you a, a Jungle Boy fan? No. Oh, he's got that gives talent. me a sad boner. He doesn't. He's got talent. Just 
Those don't care. Isn't he one of the four pillows, though? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Got an asshole JR's barbecue for that. Yeah, he's part of he's part of the four pillows. He and he's also me. got Anna J, so you can't I really. Think he'll oh have my a good god! Career. I really do. I just don't care. He's very talented. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying yeah. he's not. No, I know, I know. But You'd have to be to get Anna J. I mean, this is true. Not really, she got enough money. I don't know. I mean, he's a good-looking dude. What's money got to do with it? Like, you love who you love. He's what the son of Luke Perry. I mean, of course he's going to get her. What do with it? Here we go. Oh, when you fuck. hear this, this is I come out of the shower to this. You come in the shower to this? Get your hands up. I just want to get the on Twitch. You might want to stop. Just telling you, it's a good song. Twitch, it blows. Twitch it's doesn't like third-party content. You should see my new Vegas videos. If you agree with us, please call 937-504-2071. Anton is manning the phones. Please, someone call. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Baltimore uh, sucks. Anyways, go ahead. Baltimore? Baltimore. The city. Baltimore. That was the name of the band. They oh. were fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead. Uh, Bleach Report gives it a B plus. Let's go ahead and let's move on to another match that was interesting. Could have been better, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out though. It was Pac and stop wrestling fans calling him Pac. I am tired of hearing Pac. It is not Pac. It is Pac. Like so, six Pac. It's Pac. Yeah, but it's like, when I see it, I think Tupac. You Pac. can't. You can't. I, I or X Pac. It's Put not. Put a K Pac. on the end and then it's Pac. <laughs> dude, yeah, like, just put a K on it, SMH. Yeah. You know, <laughs> crazy. It is pack like six pack. Okay, so sure. it's pack and yeah, like, Cody Rhodes taking on close. Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. This was okay. So why I was okay with El Idolo, other than I guess Vince and the Andrade only shit. So every time, like, because I listen to the Tony Khan podcast preview about the fucking show every time they said dude's name they had to say andrade el idolo and every time i'm like all right why don't y'all just fucking shorten that because that takes way too fucking long to say this is coming from a dude who has a fucking you know hyphenated middle name and a four syllable fucking name and more than that hello james trent abanatha yeah my fucking name's a mouthful so (laughs) hold on your name's a mouthful where is he Oh, he missed it completely. Yeah, well, hold on. Look, uh, just to fucking break kayfabe, this is my fucking legal goddamn name. Hold it. it. Hold it tighter. Okay. Hold it tighter to the screen. William James Trent. What is it? Abernathy? Philip James Trent Abaddon? What? Abanatha. Abanatha? Yeah. Uh, Moon Dog. I don't know if you just heard this. You might have stepped away. Um, Anton just said his name is a mouthful. We'd like a comment. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you want. You want a mouthful. Oh my god! And if you'd like a mouthful, please give us a call at nine three seven five zero four twenty seventy one. We'll make sure we give you that phone a number good exist for this show. Was my cat just on the show? I just see a comment. I like the cat. <laughs> Uh, Bleacher Report gives this one a B plus. I don't disagree. However, I felt like this was four individuals not working as tag teams. Just oh, yeah, JR to- called that out. Yeah, great commentary there. No, <laughs> no, but they're not. They, they, there was no like. I know it was intended to not look like they were cohesive, but it didn't look like a tag match. It just looked like actually a, a 
four way. Four yeah, corners. But you didn't need match. JR calling that out. That was fucking stupid. I heard stupid. that's what it was supposed to be beforehand. Correct. That it was supposed to be a four way before they turned it into a tag team match. Correct. Probably right been better as a four way. I. Oh no. All right. Cool. He died. Uh, let's oh, go no. on to our next match because I think this one was really, really good. So we got Britt Baker versus Ty Conti. Mm. And believe it or not, I think a lot of people thought Britt Baker was going to run away with this one. Ty Conti really did a good job in this match. I think she really had her coming out party because she showed that she can hang with Britt and that she's also very good in the mixed martial arts. And she does have a lot of agility. She does have skill. And she does have a lot of fire, too. Um, but what's your take on Ty Conti? Do you feel like they're going to start slowly working her into the mix more? Oh, Probably. So. I mean, she, she deserves a chance. She's been around for a bit. She's improved significantly. She has. I Way would agree. Way better than what she was when she started. And she does legitimately have a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu background. This is correct. So play off that a little bit. Don't try to turn her into the next Shayna Baszler. I don't want to see that, but you definitely need to work <laughs> it into it. Nobody could be Shayna Baszler. No. Shayna Baszler, in my opinion, would be the best. Uh, she's just that good, and she's getting the shit treatment where she's at right now. I think she, she's really good. No, oh, absolutely. She should be getting a push. She's not, and she probably won't. Sadly. This is true. Let me get a pillow. I'm going to get comfortable. Hemorrhoid pillow? That's one of the four pillows. Yes, one of the four pillars. All right, let's see here. Let's uh, let's see if Anton's back here. All right, what did Anton just do? He run to the liquor store? No, I went and got a Gatorade and chased my liquor. God, I look like a weird yep. shape right now. All right, um, so what do you think about the Ty Conti uh, Britt Baker match? So I actually like Ty Conti. I do too. I do. And. Um, they're going to continue to build around Brit for a minute, which is fine. I actually like her work. So we'll see where that goes. But I'm happy to see that they're putting on someone they originally got first before they try to put on other people. So, And what I mean by that is giving someone a push, giving someone a shot, trying to help get them over before they transition to someone else like Thunder Rosa. Because in the long run, like the Adam Page thing, that's where I see them going with that. We'll see, but makes sense. So I agree. Anybody else comments on or on uh, Ty Conti Britt Baker? It was fun. Didn't watch it. Oh, also think- on the Lucha uh, Lucha Bros versus fucking Super Click or FTR match. I liked that even better than I liked the fucking Bucks versus Lucha Bros match because. No shit. That was a Bucks match. It was more of a fucking spot fest versus FTR yeah. going, okay, let's, how do we hybrid this and slow you the fuck down for a minute? Because they're so like fucking good. They are oh, good. Yeah, dude, I'm, the Lucha Bros are good, but like FTR is the definition of an old school tag team. They remind me of the Rockers of the Rock and Roll Express in a 2020 version. They're that old school tag team specialist here. Let's slow shit down and fucking actually work type of mentality. And which it's funny, I've heard one of them on an interview talking about when before I was in FTR, I did flip fly, etc. I was an indie worker. I can do all of that. I choose not to. Yeah, they're fucking excellent. They're the oh, best dude, team the going the last they're, five years. 
Yeah, I was going to say, are they the best tag team in wrestling today? Are they? Yes. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Bleacher Report it's gives this match shit. a B minus. So Bleacher Report gives the women's championship match a B minus. Here's one that I think a lot of people really enjoyed, and I think we're going to get an encore presentation because it was just good. Um, CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. I think this that, fun. Yeah. that one was very enjoyable. Let's go first to Moondog, because I want to hear what your thoughts are on Kingston Punk. Oh, they, took, they beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> they did. Much. Uh, I love Punk brought out the uh, old school, like, um, the, like the fighting shorts and shit. My uh, a friend thought it was like a, it was an homage to his indie shit, but his indie fucking thing were below his knees. That's just a little minor detail, but anyway. Um, no, it was fun as fuck. I appreciated it. Um, actually, that's where I left. I was like, all right, I'm tired. I'm going home. <laughs> and I was at my buddy's place watching it. I'm like, and there's sure shit. Um, when I left, he texted me who came out afterward. And I was like, fuck. All right. But yeah, that was a fun match. That was my main event for the show, actually. Uh, but do you get a chance to see this at all or see any nope. highlights or replays online? That was when I fell asleep. Waiting for that match to come on. Terrific. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. Thanks. It was a great match. Eddie Kingston's amazing. CM Punk, they beat the hell out of each other. Let's see him do it again. Freeland. Hello. All right, sorry, we're back. You're what such the... a prick. Oh my god, hold on, hold on. What do we got going on here? Oh, what no. in the hell are you showing me? What am I it's looking? Francine with no makeup signing a poster for Judge Jeff Jones back in like '99 or 2000, and it may be the weirdest shit I've ever seen. For what who? is it? Was this was this before he was in the wait Judge Jeff Jones? Yeah, like that's I, the I manager, don't... right? Yeah, he's the guy who managed Mike Awesome. I don't okay. know if this is before he was a part of ECW or what, but uh, Liam's buddy shared it on Instagram, and I saw it and was like, well, fuck, everyone needs to see this. Yeah. So, I, I can't see it really well. Can you, like, uh, text me it or something? Or? Yeah, hold on. I'll screenshot it and send it to you on fucking Twitter. Thank you. Well, good, good um, job paying attention and staying focused. I have ADD. Well, I get that. I, I have no fucking ADD. It's part of the butt being a counselor. And if you would yeah, like no, some counseling, please call 937-504-2071. Please. Relationship <laughs> advice. Anything. Relationship advice? Yep. Anything. With the butt? Yeah. With the butt? I mean, you've been happily married for what, 25 years? Uh, this is my second one. And uh, <laughs> Well, we talk about a grand total. Grand so you get, total. You get <laughs> time, time rain. You get time served for the first one. Yeah, it felt like time served. Uh, let's Perfect. go ahead here. So, does anybody else have any final comments on that match? I thought it was wonderful. I loved it. I it know we're going to get more of it. I thought it was really good. I want to see very good. Of it. Uh, from what I've read, it, it, was, it was allegedly a great match. I just I didn't see it. So, Eddie I'm hoping they get another uh, couple of matches after that. Yeah. Bleacher Report gives it an A minus. I think that's kind of under. I, I would have gone straight A, not A minus. I nah, think I give it a B plus. Oh, I don't. There's, know. there's this... room to grow. There's room to grow. It ended abruptly. I thought. 
So there's room to grow. There's room to stretch it out. Yeah. It's my favorite match on the card, though, if we're being fucking honest. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Something yeah. about it. Just something between, about that fucking match. Between that and the MJF match, I mean, MJF versus um, Darby Darn. and that one, those were the two for me. Let's go to a yep. match that a lot of people really weren't looking forward to, and that was Inner Circle versus uh, Scorpio mm-hmm. Sky and Ethan Page. <laughs> Sorry, uh, America's I'm going top home. team. <laughs> I feel like that was the piss break match. I, yep. How long did it go? Match, but I get it. I fucking get it. Uh, let me see. How long did this thing go? I went like 20 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> that was that was a take a shit match. Yeah, I could have passed two kidney stones at that point. It was doing was your it laundry match. Bad? It wasn't it wasn't just stylistically no bad. It just took so long and it was just one of those deals where it was like, okay, I'm not that interested. But um, I get what they're doing with it. I get the why. So it it is what it is. They're trying to build fucking, you know, Scorpio Sky and fucking Ethan Page, which Sky, to a degree, was over to begin with. It, you know, it's trying to cross over. It's trying to get the UFC fan to watch AEW and vice versa. So I get it, and that's fine. I also love the fucking dude putting Jericho on the walls of fucking Jericho two weeks ago or last week going, it's a Boston Crab from Florida Championship Wrestling in 1978. That was <laughs> awesome. Fucking hilarious to me. Like, I love Dan Lambert. Oh, yeah, dude, I, that guy. Oh, he's great. great. I cannot get enough of it. Dan great. Lambert was made for wrestling. He, he needs a great to talker. be a fucking heel manager, period. Like, mm-hmm. Sign um, that guy up. Bleacher Report, oh, my gosh, gave it a C plus, and <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with that at all. You're not going to hear me complain and try to give them C. a higher grade. Um, And then we go to the main event, uh, which was Kenny Omega. Versus uh, Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. First, so I'm going to go to Moon Dog. What uh, mm-hmm. what was your thoughts of the match? Not necessarily the outcome, but the match itself. I didn't see it. <laughs> I left after Punk and, and uh, uh, Kingston, but I'm so happy that Page is the man now because like that's two years of storytelling that they just culminated at that one night on a pay per view that's named after a joke in BTE that involved Adam Page. It's the perfect fucking pay-per-view for him to win that title on. And I'm so, like, legit, I honestly, I couldn't care less about Adam Page before AEW. Like, a lot of my friends were getting into him during his, the, his G1 Climax run in New Japan, which I was like, yeah, that's cool, but eh, he's still not my thing. AEW comes around, he, he starts drinking on camera, and for some reason I was like, yes! Raise the bottle to every time Page got that giant fucking picture. I got the action figure with the picture, too. Um... I'm I'm fucking thrilled. Like, it could be a Dusty Rhodes thing where he only has it for a month. I don't give a fuck. He's he's the man. So, I like cheers. it. Cheers. Uh, Butster, what's your thoughts on Adam Page uh, winning the title? I don't think we were surprised, but are you happy that he's the current face of the company? Absolutely. I like Adam Page. I think he's got great entertainment value, great look, good talent. Perfect. Why not? You gotta give someone else a chance. You, you can't just have the strap around one guy forever. You, you need to spread it around. I think Adam Page could be a great champion for a little while. Give you, you could play off Kenny a little bit more, have that rivalry go a little bit further. Or you could bring in some new people, a feud with them. I think it's a brilliant move. Necessary. I like it. I like it. Anton, um, 
what do you think about Adam Page? Are you or does he appeal to you as far okay. as someone who's going to draw you in to buy a ticket, or are you saying not so much? I love the cowboy shit. Every time they get on TV and say the phrase cowboy shit, I laugh. The fucking immature, juvenile, childhood part of me fucking pops at that every single fucking time. So that amuses me. A buddy of mine who got back into wrestling because of AEW has said it for like over the last year. It's like eventually they're going to Kenny and fucking Hangman. He called it. So I'm not mad about that. I don't agree with Moondog because they're a company that values their belt. They refuse to use it as a prop. He will not just have it a month. No matter how bad shit Thank is. Thank God. Yeah. No matter how bad shit is, they will not just leave it on him on a leave it on him a month because they're not gonna devalue their championship like that. Look the fucking pandemic and Moxley. Oh yeah. That they're not gonna do that, which is great. They don't treat it like a fucking prop. They try to treat it like it actually means something. Do I? I like Hangman and BTE shit. I like the full story of the Bucks and the Click. You know, BTE, what the fuck ever, however you want to word it. Didn't support him when he was drinking and going through bullshit, but the Dark Order does. Like, the story there is actually great. You have to actually pay attention to their YouTube, though, to get the full fucking story. Which is, it's being modern using modern platforms to further wrestling storylines like when they did with the fucking All In, All Out, when they didn't have a fucking show and Dusty and Cody were going back and forth on tube. It's it's using modern shit to convey wrestling. That's awesome. Like, it fucking is. Do, you know, am I actually a fan of him? Hit and miss. You know, Darby captivates me more than him, but I'm on Darby-style shit, so... That shouldn't surprise anyone. But I think it can be great long-term storytelling-wise, which is why I'm actually happy they only have four pay-per-views a year because you actually have to pay attention to months of shit going on versus going, eh, it'll be over in four weeks. So let me throw it to you, Anton. So you were you were explaining things pretty good. So let me ask you this. Mitchie Blaze writes in, what's up with the Young Bucks not helping Kenny? Do you think that is part of, obviously, the storytelling of obviously giving him the head nod? Is Kenny on the outs now, or you think, I think that they're just welcoming him back? It could be a blend of both. They could spin that a couple ways. They could, you know, if they do it the way they've done Bullet Club shit, Cole could be the new face of the elite. That's how they could spin that if they base it on shit like that. Or, you know, when Hunter took over DX had a new leader, had a new version of it, and it was actually a new version of it versus, you know, Shawn Michaels being in charge of DX with Rick Rude, China, and Triple H, in which it's sophomore humor and childish versus when you fast forward and Triple H is running it, and they're more a militant group, for a lack of a better way to put it, you know, versus, you know, the NWO never grew and evolved. The NWO was the NWO. The elites kind of done that. The Bullet Club has kind of done that over the years. You know, Devil and then fucking AJ, Hangman, or not Hangman, but Kenny. It, it depends on who's in charge of the group, depends on how the group acts. I could see that in this. I could see that being the reason for the fractions of the elite and etc. This could, you know, allow Kenny to either be a great heel or a great face and the Bucks go from there because, you know, they've said they want to be retired by 40 either way. So we're talking maybe five years. So 
you know, this could allow them to transition more into a backstage role and actually help their company. But with Tony Khan actually running everything and going, fuck all y'all who had power, now I'm the only one who has power, which is a good thing. The buck has to actually stop with someone. That was the problem with WCW. No one, you know, the buck never actually stopped with anyone, even Bischoff. They, the people who were in charge still were allowed to have creative control. Hogan, etc. No one has ever told, sit down, shut the fuck up, do your goddamn job. I'm hoping that's what actually happens with AEW. I'm hoping Tony Khan learned enough from being a fan of wrestling and watching everything else that he goes, all right, everyone, sit down, shut the fuck up. I know what I'm doing, and this is what we're doing. Uh, Liam, what is your take on all of this as well? Uh, I'm glad uh, Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang got to lose the title. That's fucking great. <laughs> I love when you call him that. I love when you fucking call him that. I, I didn't come up with it. I wish I did. Um, You're terrible. I, You're I, I, terrible. I, it's good Still that uh, it's good the Hangman got the title, but I mean, it was like so predictable. We all knew he was going to win it, so I, I didn't watch the whole match. I just kind of watched the ending because I had already had it ruined for me. Um, not really ruined because, like I said, we all knew what was going to happen. But uh, the uh, the fact that he's got the title though, that's great. Um, <laughs> it'd be it'd be kind of funny if Danielson ended up winning it. You know, winning it from him. You know, that'd be hilarious. Uh, just because it wouldn't be expected, and all the uh, little marks in the crowd would start freaking out and everything. So, like, not in a good way. Not in a good way. And the other thing is that I don't understand what this fucking Dark Order business is about. First, they make him a drunk. Then they make him join the Dark Order. And then he kind of stands on his own for a week. And then he becomes a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And then he wins the title. And the fucking Dark Order comes out. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Honestly. So get them the fuck out of there. They don't need to be around him. They're shit. And just have him be on his own. They're shit. They're fucking shit. They're terrible. Right now, we're going to throw it to the ass man who's going to be giving no, us no, no. behavior. And what do we got no. here, ass man? No. No. We'll go no. with a different chart this time. Oh, okay. the penis chart? Let's bring back. Let's bring it's back not, the. It's not, it's it looks like one. the gonorrhea chart. Oh, it's, it's different. It's got small nice children seat. on it. Nice. Oh, God. Calm down. Calm down. See, a minute ago, he was cross. Just had a little bit of green in him. He was crass? What grade cross. did she teach? Kindergarten. Oh, cross. Yeah, kindergarten. No kindergarten. Way. Okay, continue. The maturity level of the show, kindergarten. <laughs> but, and then he jumped angry. He went to full-on Chris Brown angry. That's wow. I didn't? Wow. wasn't beating anybody. He's going to piss on people. We don't know where your hands are. Yourself. Oh, you would be framing <laughs> somebody if anybody was around. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. chart has so many phallical references. God That's bullshit. Liam. That's God fucking Liam. bullshit. Yeah. Hey, if I got an opinion, it doesn't mean I should be judged, right? Um, It absolutely <laughs> means you should be judged. <laughs> well, then why the fuck do you have me here, huh? I'm entertainment I, That's value. why I want you here. <laughs> we need right. the foil. The heel of the group. If you think Liam Savage has a bad attitude, give us a call at 937-504-2071. We'd love to hear what you Come one, come all. If you think Liam yeah. has a huge cock, call 937-504-2071. I said some minutes, kids, give your parents permissions before calling, especially you children, 
You don't need to know. No, about no. That's He's starting at OnlyFans and a private Snapchat. If you oh, want that shit, show us your butthole. Hundred dollars a month. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck? I have never heard on a podcast. I'm not showing my butthole. I'm not showing my big fat cock. I'm not showing anything else. Okay. Well, That's you're it. not showing it because it's not true. So I'm trying to make you money, motherfucker. Takes one to know one, right? <laughs> What's not true that he has a butthole? Like no. everyone has a butthole. Like opinions, ah, everyone has one. On. Some of them stink. Someone's calling. Freeland has cock envy. That's all. Someone's calling. Shh. And answer it nicely. I am. Hello, who are you? who's calling? This is the FRM hotline. Hi, my name is Christopher Butt. I like to discuss Doctor Nick Riviera. I think he's a little grumpy and might need a hug. He's one hundred percent in the red zone. Is he two thousand percent in the red zone or just a hundred percent? I want to say oh. two thousand's a lot. That's like teetering on stroke. Teetering on stroke. We'll go with the solid four fifty. He just needs to take it down a little bit. I can see the look of disgust in his eyes right now. It's okay, bud. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. And thank you for taking my call. And you have a great evening. evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was fantastic. I loved it. (laughs) You're a piece of shit. (laughs) I've heard that before. Twinkle McFinger Bang. Good God. Twinkle (laughs) McFinger Bang. Uh Uh-huh. Get it right. Let's talk about... Hey, hey, shut your face. You're the one wearing the fucking dipshit on your shirt. Hey, calm down. I paid good money for that. Yeah, exactly. Ah. He paid a lot of money for this. Oh, that's a damn that's good shirt. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That's a damn good shirt. Outsiders. Uh, well, you feel that way, I guess. You don't like Hall Nash? Let's talk uh, about this. Our next topic here is going to be another call. And it's not one of us. Here we go. It's from Connecticut. Let's go. Let's see who it is. Uh, is, this ECW, is, is this ECW fan again? Yes, it is. All right. I think what would make um, Liam Savage a lot, very happy, him and Nick Gage should go and have lunch somewhere and talk about how great hardcore wrestling is. And you know what I would do to Nick Gage? I would poison his fucking food. You can't say that stuff. Check out the pilot episode that I just released. You'll see him beat him with a bat. He hung up. <laughs> and take the L. I poison his fucking food. Fuck him. Well, you can't say that. You can't say that. I just don't, I said it twice now. Who cares? It's now a guy's a waste of skin. What does it matter if anybody fucking hears so, it or no, not? He's a waste I, of skin. I this. So I sat in a federal courtroom when I was 15 and they asked my stepfather, Mr. Uh, I won't say his last name, but what is the definition of a conspiracy? And he goes, when you or someone plan to do something and they go, no, when you and three people discuss doing something, it doesn't matter if you do it or not. We will give you the same amount of time either way. So you just committed a conspiracy, essentially. And they'll give you You're the all same going down with me. No time either way, so no. you might as well do it. I openly denied this and said it was a terrible yeah, idea. Yeah, no, like, no, I hear nothing. You're all going down with me. No. Yeah, fuck. Dirty Q-tip. All right, so WWE, and this is coming... This is coming uh, from WrestlingNews.com. They are allegedly upset right now that WrestleMania ticket sales are not going so well. 
as we all know, WWE's WrestleMania is going to be taking place in Dallas, where the Cowboys play. And they're hoping to sell out the entire AT&T uh, stadium for two nights. Right now, it's not looking very good. Do you think that was a little too ambitious for WWE to expect to be able to sell that out back-to-back nights? November. It's November. How many people are they going to put in that? 100,000 or more? They think they're going to try to get close to 100,000. They can't draw 100,000 back-to-back nights. November. It's November. That's never stopped them before the November. Right, but I don't think they're going to get that. They They also inflate numbers. Yeah, but there's walk-up tickets as well. There's been walk-up tickets for as long as wrestling's been around. There's people that buy the day of. I mean, they have to bank on that. No, and they're gonna they're gonna sell, but it won't be a full house. No way they're gonna get a hundred thousand people two nights in a row. That's they can't. I don't think they will either. But holy shit, it's it's only November. Why is this being fucking reported right now? If it's February and this is happening, yeah, I'll get it. But why now? Well, it's just saying initial ticket sales right now are not going well. Ah, fuck it. That's it's 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 not even it's not even a story. I don't know if they could get a hundred thousand in one night. I think no. eighty thousand, maybe. That's no, maybe no. So they won't. A lot of the Rumble is in St. Louis, which is three hours away. I'm debating on going. Why? Because you like to punish yourself. Oh well, yes, because I do. Because I'm very self self loathing and I'm a sadomasochist. But because I've never seen the Rumble, I've been to WWE shows. I've been to oh, WWE ECW yeah. shows. But I haven't been to a WWE event since 2007, in which I went to go see WWE CW. So somebody look I, it up right now and find out what tickets are going for right now for the Rumble. Whatever is hey, the I, best available. Cheap enough that I'm willing to fucking go. I haven't been to a, a WWE F event since '98, so like Jesus. it would take a lot. It would take a lot for me to go to one. Well, and a you, lot. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. Because it's the Rumble. Because the Rumble is three hours away, whatever surprise I might get kind of makes it worth it. Yeah. My supervisor boss, who was an independent wrestler, who's been my friend for fucking 12 years, who he's 10 years older than me. He's in between everyone's age, older than me, but younger than y'all. That shit. He said he went to the Rumble in St. Louis the last time it was there when Sheamus won. He was like, fucking Sheamus won. And I was pissed. Yeah. Mm. But I like Sheamus. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have Sheamus is fucking I've never been yeah. to a pay per view. Like I've only been to either Go house do it. or fucking TV. So I've been, to, like, I've been to WrestleMania. It is a spectacle. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I've been to the Hall of Fame induction. How was that? The Hall of Fame induction was yeah. really, really yes, it was insane. Um, everyone had to dress up. Uh, it was one where Bret Hart got inducted. Oh, Ooh. okay, yeah. That, okay, I thought you talking about the current era share. We're like, oh, God, it's boring. Yeah. You know? They told you on your itinerary when you bought the package that they ha- you had to dress up with certain attire for the um, Hall of Fame thing. because Yeah, was... what tickets did you get, though? Because I saw people in the bleachers that weren't dressed up. No, this was back in, I want to say, this was in Chicago. It was, it was uh, big time with Peter Gabriel was the... So, um, like, 23 or 25? 20? 22. 22. Mm. 22. So it was so, different then, I guess. Yes. Um, yeah, Sherry okay. Martell was inducted that time. 
Oh. She went on oh, for forever. Mitchy Blaze says seats start at forty three bucks for the Rumble. Okay, so forty. 43 yeah but where are you sitting though for 43 dollars no bleach who's gonna do that who's gonna who in the right mind goes to an event and buys the cheap seats sitting in no spend the money get some good seats i probably spend 100 bucks for seats but unless you're there i'm gonna want to drink when i'm there and i'm gonna want to fucking have a vape pen and be stoned so like yeah but i'm broke leave me alone (laughs) like (laughs) i can figure it out between now and then but there's a difference if you're broke don't go no, right. fuck you. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy nosebleeds. And, and, and fuck sitting in nosebleeds. Listen, Chicago it, is perfect, though, because they go they, they run the Rosemont. Every seat's a good seat in the Rosemont. Yeah, I was going to say, depending on what venue it is, even when you have nosebleeds, they're not bad seats. Like, I've seen fucking Raw in Atlanta like three or four times, and they're amazing seats. No matter where you sit, you can see everything fine. Like, yeah, you may be high in the air, but it's still a good view. So, I, I saw know. Raw at the Sky Dome, and that was actually not too bad. But I think I was about twenty rows back. Mm. But... You saw Monday Night Raw in the Sky Dome. Yeah, they yeah. ran the Sky Dome with Raw. This was ninety-eight. Yeah. Yeah, and I was oh, already, were... I was already tuned out by that point. All I remember is the, the, uh, the Blue Mini was there, so I thought that was kind of yes. cool. So me and my buddy were like, BWO, BWO, and this, this stupid fucking woman looks at us and goes, it's NWO, moron! Because, no. you know, you're <laughs> a fucking moron. So. I would laugh tunnel. hysterically like, yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm on, Stub- I- I'm on StubHub right now, and I'm looking at what... Well, that's secondary market. What are you Ooh, doing? ECW fan says the most expensive seats for the fucking Rumble are $850. Right now, I'm seeing really? floor. Uh, I'm seeing row nine on the floor for thirteen hundred and four dollars each. God damn! Fuck you! God damn, Mike Freeland! God damn! You can lick my butthole. I'm not doing that shit. Um, I'm seeing uh, row four on the floor for one thousand nine hundred ninety nine, and that's per ticket. No. No, you can get roast. You can get roast seven for nine twenty. That's not no. terrible, but eh. dude, my hey, is- you know what? I I got to see ECW in Buffalo for like thirty bucks, like five rows back. So <laughs> well, <laughs> Liam's like, look, I ain't paying that much. So fuck it. Fucking- yeah. It was the, also the- Buffalo. What what fuck? Oh, me up Buffalo was, was seeing- great for ECW. It was it was great. Yeah, that was one what, of their best towns. What S- what STD did you come home with though? Uh, all the ones you have. Yep, all the ones I have, you fucking dirty fuck ass. Uh, I got to see Evolve and NXT TakeOver Chicago the same night, and um, it was funny to be at Evolve and paying $2 for a slice of pizza and a dollar for a Coke, and then going to... There you go. Then going to Rosemont Horizon, or whatever the fuck it's called now, and... Um, the Allstate, I think? Yeah, Allstate, which is funny, because uh, it's been called the Allstate my whole life. <laughs> anyway, um... You're old school enough, though, to remember that it's the Rosemont Horizon. It's because Steve Austin, Rosemont Horizon, the, the acoustics, the wood ceiling. Uh, fucking, um, <laughs> I go to Rosemont Horizon, and they want $16 for a drink and $20 for a pizza. I'm like, fuck, Gabe's Paul run this place, please. <laughs> this is the same reason I go to bar shows versus going to see arena rock bands. 
When I went to see the Chili Peppers tour shirts were forty dollars. When I go see Twisted in a Bar in St. Louis, he starts for like twenty bucks. <laughs> But that's because the venue is making money when the fucking major band is there. They've already signed a contract. They're making their money either way. But that's that's literally why. And this is why I always say music and wrestling go hand in hand. Yeah. The only upside is WWE, they give you these commemorative cups. I still have all three. My dad still steals them and puts coffee in them and leaves three-day-old coffee in there and ruins them. It's nice. Wait a minute. You get a commemorative cup and you're like, oh, that was worth it. It's a plastic cup. It's got all the wrestlers on it. It's cool. I, I like it. Chair. It's I want fun. the it's, fucking chair. It's funny to look at the NXT Cup, though, and see how, like, all two of them are still there. <laughs> I have been to... It's okay. Gargano and Ciampa. <laughs> so, the, as far That's as the it. pay-per-views, I've seen... I've been to Taboo Tuesday. I've Ooh. been to Cyber Sunday. The original. Oh, these are horrible pay-per-views. <laughs> they, are, <laughs> they are dick-in-the-mouth ones. I went Whoa. to um, what was the pay per view that Benoit won the title on a Sunday and then he dropped it because he signed with WWE. Oh, out. mayhem! Oh, out. mayhem! Yes, that was in WWE Toronto. In year two thousand. Sold out two thousand. It was in Cincinnati. Sold out well, two thousand. I think that was in Toronto that he won the title. If I didn't sell oh. my WCW book, I no in WCW. It. Yeah, I know. When Benoit won the fucking belt, and they did the shit with Sid, in which a month later he was with WWE, that was sold out two thousand. Yeah, like I'm, like that's what it is. I'm double checking, but hold on, I'm double checking too. I've also been to uh, Starcade. Which one? Which one? What year? Eighty six. WWE one. Oh, okay. that doesn't well, count. That's so cool. I don't give a hey, fuck. Yeah, so Freeland wins January 16th, 2000. Cincinnati, Ohio, the First State Center, Crispin Law versus Sid Vicious for the WCW title. With Arn Anderson as a special guest referee. Oh, my oh, God. One. Isn't that where he drops it the next day? Yeah, yeah Freeland. Left yeah, okay. Day. Tell us, here, he here's, the real, here's the real fucking question. Freeland, tell us about, uh, tell us about Oklahoma defeating Medusa for the WCW Cruiserweight title. And tell me where they touched you here on the doll here, here on the Ravage Transformer. <laughs> oh my God. Um, where they oh fucked you over with oh that horrid God. shit, you know? Oh, my God. That's terrible. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. I can't breathe. Genki. Wow. Wow. You know what? This person is just stoic Take right Evan now. Evan defeats Jerry Flynn. Oh, my God. They should have paid you to go to that show. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Read that card. Okay, here's a card. Um, Kidman defeats Dean Malenko in a dungeon match, Ooh. which, fun fact, Dean Malenko fucked up. You're not supposed yeah. to leave the ring. He rolled out of the and ring. I thrown over. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> So and, and, and you can... versus David Flair and Crowbar in a handicap match. Big and Vampiro defeats him. Bull with Disco Inferno defeated the Harris brothers. Gross Nazis defeated, defeated Medusa for the Cruiserweight title. Brian Knob defeated Fit Finley, Norman Smiley, and Ming in a four the hard way for the WCW Hardcore Championship. Billy Yuck, Kidman defeated Terry Saturn in a bunkhouse brawl. Second match of the Triple Threat Theater. <clears throat> and then Booker T with Midnight defeated Stevie Ray via DQ. Tra- uh, Tank Abbott defeated Jerry Lynn. Buff Bagwell defeated Diamond Dallas Page. Hold it, hold Jerry Lynn. Jerry, Jerry Lynn, Lynn. 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 Lynn
What was that? Jerry, Jerry Lynn, Lynn, Jerry that Flynn, job. not Lynn. Jerry Flynn, Flynn. not Jerry Lynn. The ripoff Steve Blackman. Or Larry yeah. Flint, one of the others. And then the wall oh, with Flint. Shane Douglas defeated Billy Kidman in the final match in a cage heat match of the final match of the triple threat match. And then Kevin Nash defeated Terry Funk, hardcore match with the position of commissioner at stake. And then oh Ben Watt defeated fucking uh, Sid Vicious. Is Let me tell you these match times, Sid though. Vicious broke his leg? No. no. He broke it versus, no. I think, Steiner. Let me tell you these match times though: two eleven, ten twenty eight, nine thirty one, two fifty five, six oh eight, ten oh three, six twenty nine, one thirty nine, eleven forty, four fifty nine, seven fifty. Yeah, that's the problem. They fucking <laughs> they never marketed their fucking pay per views as pay per views. That was a shit show to go to. I couldn't. Oh my it. god, Fralin, how are you still a wrestling fan? How did you ever go? Wrestling fucking sucks. <laughs> It was like Omega, so there you go. Oh my man! Listen, I'd rather watch Omega. This is fucking and Omega is at least fun. Omega's this is good. Yeesh. Kevin He's got a nice phone sex voice. Fun at least I can't lie. I'm trying to think, what was the worst? Wasn't this the sh- well? Hold on, hold on. Wasn't this the show? Terry Funk did a run in at an indie show that he was previously booked on. And then he made he signed with WCW, but he also had this commitment. So he literally fucking runs this indie show, does this brawl, leaves, gets the fuck out of there, and shows up to Cincinnati for the show to fight Kevin Nash. The Probably the show I saw match. him at. Probably the show uh, I saw him at. It could be. Because I remember I saw hearing him against, that story. No, I saw him against Abdul the Butcher once, oh, and gosh. I saw him in his quote-unquote retirement match against Sabu. They're both in Toronto. Yeah, the one before okay. he went to WWE. Uh, it was at, I think it was after. Yeah, I think it was after he was set like tagging with Scorpio and all that. So, why would he return Toronto? Not to be a dick, but why Toronto? Terry, Funk. I saw him three times in Toronto. I saw him against uh, Mick Foley in Skydome, and it was like completely unannounced. And we just happened to get the program when we saw. Me and my buddy saw there was Terry Funk against Mick Foley in a hardcore match, and we just fucking freaked out because we were, yes. and it was a house show, so we were flipping out. And then I saw him against Abdullah the Butcher, and then I saw him against Sabu in his quote unquote retirement match, and I got to That's meet him right. at the last two. I just can't get over so, Toronto. There you go. I'm gonna, huh? re- I'm gonna retire in Toronto. <laughs> you know the That's town. That's what I said to him. I was like. Part. No, that's why I said to him, Terry, you're not going to actually retire tonight, are you? He's like, no, no, that's it. I'm going to call it a career. And I'm like, Terry, you're not going to retire in Toronto. Oh, yes, I am. He was a strip club. So I'm thinking, yeah, this isn't going to stick. And then he was doing the hardcore title in uh, WCW WCW. like a couple months after that or something. So, Oh, Terry, I'm retired till the next Mark pays me. (laughs) Do you think he's got one more run left in him? No. No! No! Are you fucking kidding me? The dude's got Alzheimer's. You can't put him in a ring. We don't. That, that's not good. That's, that's not confirmed at all. Well, I was gonna say. I want to point out that uh, it doesn't He's matter. Just living Alzheimer's, at least. Still remember certain shit. Something tells me the only thing he remembers is how to just, fucking work wrestling. He's he he yeah, is was so good. I mean, I, I mean, Ric Flair still thinks he can wrestle. Yeah, because yeah, Terry so, Funk is forever, forever. Mm. I mean, I'm just saying, ter- don't be surprised. Now, no. listen to this. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out there because wrestlers, 
Who knows? He could come back for a match or a run in or something. You don't know. A run in. He Just had one. Uh, he had one a few years ago. He did a tag match, and it was against like I don't know who he was tagging with, but it was against Jerry Lawler and someone else. And I remember he was doing promos on this podcast I was listening to, and I was like, "Holy fuck, Terry! You're like 72 at this point." I'm thinking, like, "Don't do it." And he did it. He did the match. He's like, that, he that stupid Jerry Lawler, that son of a bitch. And he's just like talking the whole time about how he's going to kick his ass. And I was just like, holy, I, I, I guess he's doing it. So, Okay, I'm going to read this to you. And I want you to tell me if you believe this or not. So this was the WCW roster in 2001. Okay? I believe Great it. Great fucking roster. Here we go. Vampiro, yes. Lex Luger, Terry yes. Funk, Sting, Stevie Ray, Sid Vicious, Sean Stasiak, Charmel, Shannon Moore, Shane Helms, uh, Shane Douglas, Sean O'Hare, Scott and Rick Steiner, Rick Flair, Ray Mysterio, uh, Miss Hancock, uh, Mike Awesome, Ming, Mark Jindrak, Lance Storm, Conan, Kid Cash, Kevin Nash, Johnny Swinger, Johnny Stamboli, Jimmy Wang Yang, uh, which he was just known as Jimmy Yang. Uh, Jimmy Hart, Jim Duggan, Jeff Jarrett, Jamie Noble, Hugh Morris, Goldberg, Ernest Miller, Elix Skipper, Dustin Rhodes, wait for it, Disco, Inferno, Dallas Page, Daphne, Chuck Palumbo, Christopher Daniels, uh, Canyon, Chris Wildcat Harris, yeah, um, Chavo Guerrero, Buff Bagwell, Brian Clark, Brian Adams, Booker T, Billy Kidman, Big Vito, Bam Bam Bigelow, Road Warrior Animal, and AJ Styles. Was, How can yeah. you not run a company with that That's roster? That's a great roster. I um when me and when I was just a fan and I had a pot and I had that Shell Pod podcast with my buddy, we were reviewing War Wrestling All Stars, that fucking Australian promotion, and we were talking about the America show they ran in Vegas. The opening match is Supernova, Shark Boy, Christopher Daniels, Loki, Tony Mamaluke, and AJ Styles. When I told Donald, oh. I was like, my, my, my buddy Donald, I'm like, dude, that was going to be WCW's Cruiserweight division. He he immediately got depressed. He's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, oh, I want that. Because, well, like, fuck, if you look at early ROH, you know, I've heard Heyman say that where they intended to go with ECW was essentially where early ROH went, that it was supposed to be a hybrid between MMA and fucking. You know, wrestling. So, yep. you know, punk, Cobana, fucking, etc. So, yeah, when you really look at certain shit like that, it kind of is depressing because it's like, fuck, it took AJ Styles another 20 years basically to get put on and to get over. Fuck, dude. You know, and which also, I'm a fan of Vampiro. <laughs> he, you know, I am. I've, I've met Vampiro. He's very nice. I've heard him on records and shit. You know, oh, I don't, I know he's a shitty person, all in all. You know, he is. But that's a, when I see Darby, that's what I think of when I see fucking Vampiro anymore. Is I'm like, oh, that's what he should have been. Yeah, no, go ahead. Hocus Pocus, Red Zone, where the fuck ever. <laughs> it's fine. Who's worse, but me or Antoine? Antoine? I think it's a, a toss-up for the, the fucking volcano mouth award. Don't you worry, but this is... erupt and it never yeah. stops. Let's this go ahead my... and let's yeah. let call the hotline. It's 937-504-2071. We don't have many minutes left before we're done with the show. Yeah. Um, Thank so God. Go ahead and call the hotline. Someone call the hotline. Tweet this number out on Twitter. 
we want to get at least one more caller, and it can't be the butt. Yeah, don't worry, but this will, this will be my last show for a little bit because uh, I gotta. I'm going back to wrestling practice. So, well, call the show and 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 talk, talk to Moon Dog. Yes, he's going. Next time I'll be on will be Future Stars now. So, so you're going to be on Future Stars now from now on. All the all no, you're going to be a guest every yeah, week. Yes, from now every week is the Moon Dog. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I'll be on. That'll be my next show for sure. I know, I know. But like Tuesdays, I definitely need to get back on Tuesdays because, you know, Axel Rico, who's great fucking indie wrestler on Chicago, he he's gonna work the fuck out of me, and I need to get back in shape. So, Kinky. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Legit though, fucking he's 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 got he was taught that lucha style too. So like he he shows some lucha drills. Oh, and I'm just like. Holy shit, I'm going to die. <laughs> but fuck it, I'm going to keep going because I'm a wrestler. Yeah. It's not for everybody, kids, or else uh, Boog would be a wrestler. Why is Boog not calling? What's his deal? I thought he has a Because Boog is amazing. probably still working. Probably working. Well, who no, gives a shit? Bug's got a life, here. unlike us. Bug is in the gym. I find that hard to believe. No, he's in the Bug chat. Bug is lifting he's iron. In chat. Oh, he's in the chat. I'll call in a couple Bug, minutes. call us right now. Well, after I have asshole, some warm milk go. and I put my footy pajamas on, that's what I'll do. Yeah. Maybe the dick, Fraylin. I'm just telling. Look, who hurt? Fraylin, who the hurt? The kid you? looks like he just fell out of the hooch. I mean, literally. Yeah, he's the got hooch. he's wet behind the ears still. Holy he's shit! He's like 40 years old and looks like it looks my age. I mean, he look. looks fantastic. He really does. Yeah. He's not 40. The... He's damn he's close. No. Boog. I think he's like 33. Yeah, Boog's really. Boogster's up there. Boog is not young. I thought he's 15. I mean, he 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 looks like he looks like he probably We're should be going to a daycare him. after work. There he is. This is this is Boog. First time <laughs> caller, long time listener. <laughs> fuck off, Boog. Liam says fuck off. Go fuck yourself. Oh my god. You know, you guys were rattling off that uh, WCW roster. Good God, you, you know. Thinking back about how badly they botched that last year and a half, two years, it's just so frustrating. That that that, uh, that roster was pretty damn talented. I mean, it was stacked. Yep. Ah, uh, they screwed the pooch on that one. I mean, yep. I was I was watching an old Thunder from like late two thousand. I'm sorry. Was such a uh, awful storyline. <laughs> I hated it. It, it. it had potential. It did have potential, but and TNA did it better, it. actually. But you had like three wrestlers against like the rest of the company. I mean, you're not wrong. Cool. He's. I mean, he's not wrong. He, he kind of is right. Well, that's, that's what it was. Cool. Thanks for the input, Boog. Interesting is sports entertainment extreme. Cool. I, I, I would like to say before I get off the air that it, it's great that uh, you answered the phone because this is as close as uh, I get to Mike Freeland answering the phone. So. <laughs> oh, I true. appreciate you guys. Keep up the good work. Well, this phone, Bye, this baby phone face. will be active every week. Cool. I'll call every week. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, God.
Have a good night, bud. Thanks for calling. See you, Bookster. Bye. Wow. So I I was hoping that we would have the contract signing tonight. It looks like it's not going to be happening. Um, where is where is Jersey Devil? Damn it! Did you say he's he working? Work? Let him. He's be. in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Probably trying to earn a buck. Yes. I mean, you know what hour it is right now, right? Oh my it's God! Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's like quarter after one in Jersey now. It's a Tuesday night at twelve fifteen in the morning. Yeah. Hey, got a call, baby. Got a call. Ugh. All right. Well, is there anything else? What are you doing, bud? Click on a pen. Oh, I didn't see that. Like, I thought you were doing stick. something else. Yeah, you look like you're twiddle nope. McFinger banging there with that pen. No. Nope. Click on <laughs> like Omega. Shut your mouth. Um, I do want to thank the not. for getting me uh, the Kenny Omega um, oh. Terminator shirt and for getting me the John Moxley shirt. Thank you so very much. We are looking forward to next week on this program. The butt is going to be in a number one contenders match against Jersey Devil. Um, we were supposed to have the contract signing. Unfortunately, Jersey Devil had something out better to do, I guess, with his time. But he will be here next week. We will all be commentating, with the exception of Moondog, who will be out. Will you call the hotline at some point, Moondog? Fuck no. <laughs> cool. Michael Freeland wouldn't answer. Oh, my God. Um, let's go ahead and let's start to the guys. Uh, any final thoughts, last words, comments? Where can people follow you on social media if they would like to continue the wrestling conversation? Uh, Twitter at GotNoof2291. Give me a follow. Send me a DM, whatever you want to do or don't. That's cool, too. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure again tonight, and stay in the green zone. Sounds good. Anton. Uh, how can people follow you um, on social media? I feel rotten at Instagram, P H I L as in Phil, Anton Heidnick on Twitter, and only <laughs> both at Gmail. Cut to him. Uh, I'm fucking. I got a new car today. Nice. What kind of car did you get? It's a 2010 Chevy Equinox. Ooh, nice. You? I, I owe my Equinox. mom for it, but I'd rather owe my mom than fucking owe a bank or anyone else. So. Fuck. Uh, let's go ahead and throw it to Dr. Nick Rivera. That's butt. Nope. <laughs> he wishes Three times. Savage. Savage, what do you got here? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Twitter, <laughs> Savage Liam. Uh, just go on there and then hit my uh, link tree, which I did today. And you can see all my links. There you go. Now get the fuck out of here. Well, that's pleasant. Yeah, I was going to say yep. thank you so much. Let's go to Moondog. Moondog, where can people You're find welcome. you? All that kind of stuff and uh, all the deets, my friend. At Moondog Murray on Twitter, at Moondog Greg Murray on Instagram. November 19th, I will be in Franklin Park wrestling for Chicago style wrestling in the pre show. So get there early. Six or uh, 7.15 is when the Bridal Royal starts. November 28th, the and Bridal Hogan Royal? In- There's a Bridal, Bridal Royal. I'm drunk. Yes. I'm drunk. Leave me alone. November 28th, Crash oh, Test Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. November 28th, Crash Test Wrestling in Hobart, Indiana. I'll be helping out, hoping to get on the show. Uh, December 11th, Rockford, Illinois, Damaging Pro Wrestling. I hope to be on the show. I'll be helping out there. There's going to be a lot of stars there. I hope to at least learn something. And uh, I'm afraid of Rhino because he's on that show. <laughs> You're afraid of rhinos in general, like at the zoo, or him particularly? Uh, him. He's scary. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> Oh, good. I hope. I'm glad to hear that. that. That makes me feel nice. 
It's gonna fucking kill you. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Probably. He's gonna gore the shit out of you. You're gonna fucking uh, die. If, if they tell me, hey, we need a guy to get gored, fuck it. <laughs> you're yeah, done. Be, Gotta pay them dues. And then you never walk again. Fuck it. Sounds like your Friday night, right, Moo Dog? <laughs> wow, you guys are just oh, jeez, Pete's. Um, does oh, anybody else have anything they would this... like to plug or mention this fucking shit show? We need to put this to now, bed. Please. Yes. Anything else anybody wants to say? Anything at all? Come one, come all. Good night. Book me at book Greg Murray or book oh. Greg Murray on uh, book Greg Murray at Gmail or just DM me on. Twitter, Instagram, that sort of shit. Well, Greg Murray. So if you guys want to see Greg Murray in your area, go ahead and ask for him to be booked. And I'll travel. Can... Just please pay me. <laughs> you guys can PayPal me. Send it to, uh, go to my link tree and get in touch with me. PayPal. They, they, they pay Liam my, my, my booking fee. <laughs> what are you going to PayPal you? You're a fucking 1-800 child? Yes. No. Oh my God, no, just, are you just... a 1-800 child? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm from Africa. Yeah. This ain't Sally Struthers. Jeez, oh, peace. Keep it classy. Moondog. Fuck off. Right. I'm not classy. I'm a moon dog. Um, for the writ, uh, for all of our guests tonight, Eva Lee, who was on Front Row Material, I really do yes. appreciate that. She was a great interview. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a chance to bring her back and talk more women wrestling. For the butt, for Dr. Nick Rivera, for Anton Heidnick, for Moondog Greg Murray, I am Mike Freeland. It has been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. We'll see you next week on Front Row Material. What the fuck, Gary? The world of NLW Radio never stops.